Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. Okay, Leo and Zachary, I'm surprised at the two of them. First off, both of them are in losers. Secondly, that they're facing each other. That's actually going to be a really good match. Um, only one of them's going to make it. Yep. I, I like MK Leo. I personally prefer MK Leo over anyone. Else. I've just been watching zero streams because he's just been doing IRL streams the entire Evo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has he around. has he gotten to the point where he doesn't need to compete? He just makes all his money off. Of I streaming? don't even know if he. I don't know if he even competed in Evo this year because I've been seeing him nonstop just doing the IRL stream and he's walking up to like just commentating matches, just walking up to him and yeah, getting in person donations. <laughs> People are just walking up, be like, "Here's a dollar. Here's a donation." He's like, thanks. Wow. Okay. That's cool. And he's doing pictures and autographs and all that shit, too. That's what's up. Yep. I didn't know that uh, Sonic Fox won Mortal Kombat. And he yep. got, man, that boy got some money this weekend. Yep. First in that, second in Dragon Ball Fighters. Shit's crazy. This, it is. Uh, uh, Justin Wong got third in Samurai Showdown, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised. Uh, in SF five, I'm only recognizing Bonchan. Like I don't I don't recognize. I I know about Big Bird. Um, I don't know who Idom is. But Tekken seven. Uh, Idom Bonchan. Nope, I don't know any of those guys. Looks like a lot of uh, Japanese players. Mm-hmm. Tekken, freaking uh, creator of Tekken had a team playing there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, they haven't even started yet. They're gonna. They're probably gonna be after Smash and. Yeah, they. I think they end the day with Tekken. I think. I don't know. I heard that Smash was supposed to be the main stage. That's good, because apparently when I was watching it, like Smash's ultimate is just now hitting the t- tip of the iceberg. Like, game hasn't even been out a full year yet. Mm-hmm. So I am excited for Banjo. I'm going to pick Banjo up. What's good is every match I watched last night, it was, it was like Joker versus Wario, Wolf versus somebody else. It was totally, it wasn't just like, you know. Diverse like spread? Me- yeah, it wasn't like Melee when you're watching like Fox and Ice Climbers and all that Marth, shit. Marth, Peach, yeah. Jigglypuff. I saw a loose. a combination uh, of those five. Saw Lucina. Even, even uh, for Wii U. Like it's you know yeah. you see the same top fucking ten motherfuckers. This is totally diversified now. Yeah, not just in players but in characters as well. Mm-hmm. Cause, well, it, I don't know in Smash Ultimate. Like I recognize at least four of the eight. And I mean, like you're always gonna have that that wild card show up. But I mean, I think Proto Bonham he was playing Wario. I think that's he's a Wario main. Uh, says he's a. Oh no, it's just a picture of Pichu. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I'm. Uh, I love Evo. I would love to go one day, just as a spectator. Yeah, cross tag battle just ended. Even though I, I hate cross tag battle. 
Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm not a fan. Like I used to be a big fan of Blaze Blue. Um and then the third one came out and I really was dissatisfied with the gameplay of the third one. Mm-hmm. Um and then I was know, never really big into those. I was Guilty Gear or Die. <laughs> well, the reason why I jumped on Blaze Blue is because Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue is the spiritual successor to Guilty Gear because Sega Sammy owned the rights to Guilty Gear for almost 10 years. That's why we got that shitty fucking MOBA Guilty Gear 2 Overture game. <laughs> that shit was fucking garbage. Uh, Guilty Gear is Isuka was my first one, and that was the game where you actually had to use a button to turn around. I am I was... so sorry. Yeah, I almost didn't play any more Guilty Gear, but then my buddy was like, no, play Accent Core or play Guilty Gear just X. Like, mm-hmm. that one's even better than Isuka. But that was the first... Like, we loved... Me and my friend, me and my friend Liz, she... We bought it at a GameStop in Memphis. We were still in high school, and we were playing, and I was like, the music's really good in this, but what the fuck is this story mode bullshit? Like, <laughs> and why can't I just turn around? Like, this is dumb. And then we got an actual one, and I was like, oh, this is how the game is. So my first Guilty Gear was Guilty Gear X Advance. That game is <laughs> Hot I garbage. I have I have almost all the Guilty Gear games except for I don't think I have Isuka, but I have the Game Boy version, Game Boy or you know the Game Boy Advance version. I have the DS version. I have the mm-hmm. I had the Dust PlayStation Strikers. One version. PlayStation One didn't have Faust in it. It had uh, what was Faust's character? Before oh that? fuck, um, Doctor Baldhead, Bald yeah. Guy, some yeah. shit like that. It sounds like it's, yeah. It's been a while since I played the first one because that game is, I mean. It's it's, it's a, set a foundation. Yeah, it's a relic of its time. Because the PS2 ones like Accent Core and Accent Core Plus and even just Double X are great. Yeah, Slash Reload. Um, the album art for Double the first Double X is great, where it's just like Kai at the bottom and then like us. It looks like a church painting. Yeah, it looks really really cool. So that's what uh, people come to listen to. They're like, those are those Guilty Gear guys. Yep. <laughs> Which, by the way, we finally got our Steam uh, shit set up so I can play the newest Guilty Gear and other games as long you as you approve them. You haven't played fucking Revelator yet? I played a very little bit when it first came out. Like when, okay. the game, when Guilty Gear Xer first came out, I played a little bit. But I don't actually own Revelator and all that. I haven't even touched like Biken and shit like that. Biken is completely different in yeah. Revelator versus X2. So... To give a little preview, this this past weekend we played a little bit of Guilty Gear Exuka, and Biken Biken X two Biken is like my bay because she's got like that you you sit down and then you like you spin the sword and anytime yeah, I, I it was a, it was a three <laughs> on one match and they were all trying just to beat me down and you know you just you just spin the sword and yep. they all your problems go away or In you this slam game, the ground and make the door come up exactly. In this game, they took all that shit out. So in Revelator, she no longer does the sword spin. Um, she's she's a beatdown character. She was always a, bit, a little bit of a rushdown character. But what, yeah. in X2, she had a bit more range because you were able to like shoot the fucking grappling hook if they do uh, aerials and shit like that. There was one where you had the fucking beam that would pop out. She doesn't. She has a few of those, but I haven't really taken the time to work with Biken. I'm kind of like in my comfort zone between Soul, Kai, and Melia. That's always been like my go-to three. 
That uh, what's the one guy's name? Is is it Leo or something like that? The big uh, Leo guy. White Fang. Leo he's White Fang's pretty, cool. pretty badass. His yeah. character Ma- design. Max uses him a lot. Yeah, his character design is one of my favorite. I love his fucking uh, his stage song. Yeah, uh, it's real good. His entry is really good too, with all of his knights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, that good. shit. That shit is badass. Yep, it's real, real good. All right, so it is a new week. We have new shit to talk about in our lives and in also news. Uh, the first one we want to kind of hit, which is the actual icebreaker that we were going to talk about, was one that I think uh, you and I both are very happy about, which is we're, the tool. We're both very, very happy about it, but it's not It's not gaming. It's just more of like, let's just... No. I mean, our podcasts have always been about, like, we always integrate Multiple the music things. into, yeah. yeah. So, but the, the the big one is Tools Discography, now available to stream on Spotify, Apple Music, all the stuff that you listen to, and also uh, Tools' new album, Fear Inoculum, will drop on August 30th. Yep. So, I think I messaged you about this on Thursday or something like that? Yeah, actually, I've been tracking this for a while. They were, they've been planning to do, on doing this since, like, April, May time frame. And I go on a few metal websites like uh, Blabbermouth and Metal Sucks and uh, a handful <laughs> of other ones. But this this has been in the works. I had the opportunity to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast when Maynard was on there. Uh, and okay, yeah. He actually starts talking up. about, um, hey, you know, why what took so fucking long and main arts is like, it's not me. It's not my fucking fault. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think in the article that I pulled up, uh, in one of his interviews with Joe, he was like, uh, our obsession with and dream of a world where Betamax and laser disc rule has ended time for us to move on, but never fear. There's a brand new thing. We think you're going to dig. It's called digital downloads and streaming. Get ready for the future folks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool. Even though like he, he's, He's a he's a different kind of person. You can just tell that in interviews and his stage presence and stuff like that. But he's it's, very eccentric. It's very. It's also cool to see that they he can joke around and shit too. Yeah. Um. He, he's. I have gotten been, to see him live. You you got to see him live. I got to see them live in 2016 uh, in San Antonio, and they were Primus and another band was opening for him. So I got to see Primus and Tool. I think you said. Night. I think I remember you telling me that. I think it was Primus Clutch and. It Tool. wasn't Clutch because I have not seen. I've I've missed Clutch twice now, and I have not seen Clutch. It was some other band that I'm not familiar with, but they played first, so I think they were the smaller band, and then Primus, and then Tool. Okay. And uh, Tool was dude that I'm telling you, man, it wasn't a concert, man. It was it's a, a fucking f- experience. Yeah, I mean, because the whole time they have the huge screen where they're playing their a lot of their music videos, and that shit's trippy to begin with. It's a very like industrial metal. A lot of those videos are. Yeah, that was and then, the era that they came out of. Yeah, and uh, I mean the whole time too. Maynard's not up front. He's back there, back in the by the drums, wearing his riot costume that he always mm-hmm. wears. And uh, I don't know, man, you just see people like I'm I was 29, 28 at the time. And you could see people that were like a good 45 to 50 years old that were just like sway like they were in it, man. They were probably high as fuck, too. But <laughs> I mean, it's a tool and Primus concert, of course. Yeah, I had the opportunity recently to get one of my friends or introduce tool to him through this happening. My friend Keon, he's a uh, he's a big time like music nerd, and we geek out on different bands and different uh, mm-hmm. artists and shit like that. And he's 
never heard a tool before, and it blow, blew his fucking mind. Um, well, there's only four albums he has to listen to, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kicked him off on 10,000 Days, because I think that's the easiest one to it's listen to. It's a good one. To. It's got The Pot, which is probably one of my favorite the Tool pot songs. Pot and Vicarious, and then I went a little bit harder with Latteris, because that one... I definitely feel like Latteris is the more proggy of all their albums. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You gotta. I wonder if you gotta make him listen to Hooker with a Penis. So <laughs> we did not listen to Anemia. Anemia is like my least favorite album. What's funny is we had the satellite radio in the SUV, and mm-hmm. uh, we were driving. We drove back because we drove back to where the city that we lived in, and that's about an hour and forty minutes, and back hour forty back too. And uh, I think four different Tool songs came on yesterday, and my wife's just like, I was like, we're listening to it. like H came on, Sober was on. Nice. Uh, 46 and two mm-hmm. uh, hooker and a penis hooker with a penis comes on a lot on those stations and she just looks at it, she goes why do they need to name it that i was like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like because my wife's really old school man like she's very old school Is she and, country uh, boy she's a southern belle mm-hmm. fuck i don't i did not fuck up marrying her but i do i gotta take care i have her and the two cats they're all girls so I am fucking outnumbered here, man. You are in a sea of estrogen, my friend. I am the opposite. Growing up, my mom was the only woman in the house. Like me, my brother, my dad, our four cats, all of them were boys. Except for one. We had one girl cat. But that's she just liked being the only one. So it's weird. I know in my luck, my first three children are going to be daughters. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be screwed. It ain't that but, bad. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, Tool's just an amazing band. Like, they're very... Like, they're not for everyone. I'll, I'll let anyone that's listening to this right now. Uh, they're very, like... I'm very prog rock. I mean, my favorite band is Rush. That's one of the biggest prog rock bands ever. And Tool is, like, a very, like... Like you said in the beginning, they started off as, like, industrial prog rock. Yeah, and all very experimental in their early days. And as time went on, uh, they've le- leaned into the progressive rock style. Mm-hmm. And anyone that's asking, like, why does this band who came out in 1990 only have four albums? Well, for one, Maynard, he uh, has two other bands called uh, Perfect Circle and Pussifer. And so he does a lot of those. I think recently, last couple of years, he did a documentary on his wine, on his vineyard and all that stuff. It's a winery. Uh, yeah. I saw a cool picture. <laughs> Someone asked, was, is your... Uh, is your winery slash vineyard, is it all 100% vegan and all that stuff? And he just sent a picture of him dipping some uh, cooked bacon in a vat of the <laughs> wine. And he just goes, he goes, no. <laughs> Mater, don't give a fuck, man. Uh, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. August 20th for, or no, sorry, August 30th. August 30th. For, yeah. That's Same like, day that Astral Chain. <laughs> same day as Astral Chain. And, I mean, since we're on the topic of music... Um, surprisingly, same day as the new Slipknot album. Like I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I I heard that that's coming out too. That's that's a bold move. <laughs> that yeah. Well, I think Slipknot announced that they were releasing on August 30th first, and mm. then Tool came out, and I just imagine Corey Taylor going like, "Shit, oh <laughs> shit," because like Slipknot. They're probably the biggest metal band in the United States. And I'm not saying that they're the most amazing metal band. I'm just no, saying. No, you're just saying they're commercial. They are the most commercial, commercially viable album. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a Slipknot fan for the first two albums. 
starts dropping off after that. Yeah, after the subliminal versus three, they went down. I'm actually somewhat impressed with some of the stuff that they've come out with. Solway Firth, the song that they did for I think this show is the boys on Amazon. That song yeah, is actually yeah, yeah. really good. Um, Let that, me tell you, when I first watched Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if it plays in the movie, but there's a the, Wait and Bleed is a music video is based off of clips from Resident Evil. I was just like, that's the first time I ever saw Slipknot, and I was like, this band's awesome. <laughs> so I've never seen that video. I, Wait and Bleed, when I saw it, was a, uh, a live video. It was a live. Yeah, they video. they did the one because it was on the album waiting. Because my buddy back in the day, his name was Adam, and mm-hmm. uh, God, man, we would just Adam got me into Starcraft. He he got me into Mudvayne because we watched the movie Ghost Ship, and the uh, in the very beginning, it's playing uh, crawling, not not crawl or not falling from Mudvayne in that mm-hmm. sh- in the movie, and I was like, what is this? And his brother Wes, he had an older brother named Wes who had a fucking tricked out Lincoln. Like inside, it had like blue suede seat, and his his shifter was a uh, skull that the eyes lit up red and all that shit. It's so edgy, but he he was awesome. And like, we watched the movie with him, and he was like, "I got this album. You guys want to listen to it?" And we were in like seventh grade. We're like, "Hell yeah, we want to listen to it!" And dude, oh man. And then Adam moved away, which sucks. But yeah, that's that was my first taste, and not soon after that is when I started getting into like System of a Down and all that stuff, and I was just all like, oh, the other new metal bands. Oh, dude, new metal like it's kind of cringy at some points, but new metal you had to live Kinda. through it, man. Dude, I'm, these new kids don't know you got to have <laughs> lived. You had to have lived through new metal to be like this shit is awesome. It it was an experience, man. It it was fucking. <laughs> that's crazy. the nice way to say it. Yeah, it's I. Do I still have my old Jinko jeans? The ones that are like fucking circus tents on each so, of the legs? So I never had the Jinko jeans. My uh-huh. mom would never buy the Jinko jeans for me. I just wore regular blue jeans and then band t-shirts. But man, I almost came close to buying Jinko jeans sometimes. They, they don't, were like... They don't make them anymore, I don't think. They just they tried recently to, stopped making them. Well, no, no, no. I think they tried to make a comeback and uh, then they just didn't catch on. But I, I heard... Cause you know I was on blabbermouth and they're like yeah Jinko jeans are trying to make a comeback and we're like what no go away <laughs> what what'd you just say was sure was ghost <laughs> was ghost ship the the movie where and this is the only scene that I remember because of course it is where the little girl is at this party boat and she's dancing with like this old man maybe her grandfather. And then the wire cuts from one end yep. of the fucking wire and yep. just eviscerates the entire party. And you just see half this man's head slide off. And it was yep. so gory. And the one girl that's dead, because that's the captain. She's the little girl that's dancing with her. And she was short enough to where the, the wire didn't hit her. But right. everybody else that was on that dance floor got cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, uh, that's fucking I don't know horrible. the rest of the movie. I don't remember the rest of the movie, but I no, just remember that scene. Everybody remembers that scene. And yeah, only and that's that when scene. not falling from mud veins kicks in and you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't I don't remember that. I don't remember the song. I remember it because it just starts. I don't I'm not going to sing it. Copyright. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been dealing with enough copyright this week anyway. So but I'll go into that more this week when it's my week. So cool. I mean, let's just kick into it. Yeah, let's do it. But yeah, go check out the album August 30th, Fe- Fear Inoculum. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I have been playing at your behest, behest, <laughs> however you want to say it. Uh, uh, let me let me pull. Keep going. I'm gonna pull up the conversation that we were having. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Um. So I played Snowboard Kids two for the first time, <laughs> and I need to be there with you. <laughs> yeah, clearly because that shit. My experience with like these kind of arcade racers really comes down to like. Sonic and Sega All-Stars, Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot, uh, or Team Crash Racing, not Team Crash Racing, uh, CTR, um, fucking Mario Kart, obviously. Mm-hmm. Snowboard Kids, th- there's, there's, there's no, there's no acceleration. <laughs> no, you just go. <laughs> so you just go. Even, even with like SSX or SSX Tricky, like I can, I can feel my way through that. Snowboard Kids 2 is the most backward ass fucking controls. No, no. That I've, I'm not saying that the game is bad, but it's the most backward ass controls I've ever experienced. So, like, people <laughs> go fast. Like, this is your boost. You have to jump super lightly, super light button presses. Because if you press it just too long, if you press it for a full second or maybe a little bit less, you'll do this flip. And then you'll just roll out and die. No, no. So the problem there is you're pushing forward during your jump. So you can hold that jump button. If you hold any direction and hold that button longer, that initiates the trick. Why would you initiate the trick when you're just standing there? Because I can tell you this right now. Once you start getting better boards that give you better jump and better speed and better turning, you can sit stationary, jump, do a flip, and it lands. Okay. Do you get those? those Is there a benefit? uh, Yeah. So the benefit of upgrading your boards is better turning. You get faster. You go faster. So the boards in the beginning, which one did you pick? Did you pick balance board, trick board, or speed board? So I started off with speed, and I chose Your turning sucked, didn't it? The chick. Yeah, that's why I was asking, is there any drift? Like, can I do any hard turns? So the problem is you got to pick the balance board. Even though it doesn't have as much speed, it has that good turning that you need. The trick board has too much turning and not enough speed. Start with that balance board. So you start with the balance board, and then you just, I upgrade. You can upgrade each board three times. Mm-hmm. And it costs money that you get through the game. The best right. way to get to get money is there's side things that you can play, like a time attack mode. There's one that's just a trick mode where you're going down the mountain. It's one lap. You've got to try and get 300 points. And if you get 300 points, like you think you get like 35,000 gold or something like that, which is almost close enough for the first upgrade. So the after you tell told me that, I went to the bounce board, and you know I had a I had a better time. I started winning. The AI in that fucking game is relentless. There is no hope whatsoever. So you're on normal too, aren't you? I think so. You're on whatever mode that they started you in, right? Yeah, so I fear for my life on the third lap because in Mario (laughs) Kart, you can feel the distance. You can understand that the person behind you probably does not have any, like, jank-ass shit that's going to kill you. Maybe if you're playing mirror mode or 150cc, maybe mm-hmm. you'll have a hard time. I'm on the first fucking stage. I'm a ways ahead. And in this you game... You fuck up a trick. <laughs> you fuck up a trick, you're down. Fucking, I feel like there's no tier list when it comes to your placing and what kind of items that you get. There is. 
There is. Really? Really? Because so it you, always feels like every single weapon homes. Fucking. Every got, single weapon does home except for two. Okay. Uh, actually, well, they all they all home to a to a degree. If they get close to a person, they will home in on them. Okay, so the shit that happened to me is I'm going <laughs> down the fucking the hill. I'm almost there. My anxiety is up here. Okay. Oh, I, I wish I would have been the, there to watch the this. First, the first. Meanwhile, I'm on a fucking Discord call with two other people, and they're listening to me rage throughout oh, this entire fucking. You should have called me. <laughs> But I'm going down the fucking hill. I, the goal is right there. I taste victory. Then someone throws a goddamn parachute at me. Oh, off of a off a jump? <laughs> off of a jump. <laughs> and you just you just slowly fall. Nothing you can do. Everyone else just go. It doesn't even let go after a certain amount of time. Cause it has to wait until you hit the floor, and yeah. that's when the global cooldown. For the parachute goes like starts. Absolute bullshit. And if you come in fourth, you still have to finish that fucking race. Oh yeah. So you have to fucking ride ride in your fucking shame. Just slowly as everyone's just celebrating. And then here's the thing. When you like get hurt, you don't go. You have to like jump a few times. And there's been like there are times. Where I'll hit a wall, especially when you have to take the turnstile back up to the top of the mountain, where yep. I just don't hit the fucking, like, this tiny-ass divot. There is all this fucking free-ass real estate when you reach the bottom of the mountain, but there is this <laughs> tiny fucking hole that you have to fucking pinpoint surgically get to in order to ride the turnstile up. I am a pixel off. And it turns me the fuck around. Oh, you better and not I'm, be there at the same time as somebody else. And oh, fuck me, I was. <laughs> and I have to jump and jump and jump just to get. And I'm on flat ground. So there's no momentum pulling me there. I just have to jump. I lost 30 seconds on that fucking race. The second time that happened, because it happens more than once. I immediately retried. Restart. There's no saving this race. Okay. So you told me, you told me that this would take two hours to beat. There is 50 tracks on here. There is not 50 tracks Bro, on that game. So when I bought Snowboard Kids 2, every single time you clear one, it'll say like one, two, three. Am I am I right? So yes, but that's counting expert mode too. Okay. So there's maybe only 12 there's, tracks. Okay, well, I, when I bought this game, apparently there's some fucking unkillable Snowboard Kids 2 God King that I bought it off of, and he had like 63 fucking completed tracks, and I saw that shit, I, hell no, so absolutely uh, not. I need to show you my three save files, because they all have everything unlocked on all three okay. save files. <laughs> I'm not done with my bitching, sir. <laughs> Go ahead. This is yours. The fucking side, the 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 side mini games. I didn't see a time attack. I didn't see a trick mode. What I saw was fucking motherfucking paperboy on a goddamn snowboard. Oh, how many Impossible. times did you end? How many times did you end it with one and you couldn't find it? Not even because I threw all my paper trying to get into one fucking mailbox. I'm like, get in there. You just, only have, I think you have go. 10 you have extras. 
15. 10 extras if you fuck up. Well, I fucked it all up. I blew my load on the first try. On, on the first fucking try. So So in that in that one did you get to the point where you're launching up the ramps with the rock rockets? What? So during, halfway through that uh that accuracy game, the Paperboy game, you jump up these ramps and you're flying up in the air and you're coming back down and you see the track, it goes like to the left and you need to go around. But then you see like this other track, you're like, well, I can't get there because there's a wall. There's a wall of force in the way. And every time I played this game, I was like, where the fuck is the one that I'm missing? Oh, that that forest line that doesn't tell you anything. Uh, you can go through that. <laughs> and that's where the last one is. <laughs> well, no, sir, I did not. <laughs> OK, so here what I'm going to do for you tonight is I'm streaming tonight at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, this is. Sunday. This is terrible for a podcast, anyway. Awful. But, uh, tune but we, in. We make bad life decisions all the time. So I fine. want you to tune in because I'm gonna play it all the way through. Fine. That's what I'm gonna play tonight. I'm gonna play it all the way through for you. And then I'm gonna play expert, and I'm gonna let you see how actual bullshit this game gets. Okay. Well, it's pretty fucking shit. I'm not saying that I hate this game. You just need to learn. I need to learn. I am willing to to try. So 100% uh, I'm bringing my N64 to MAGFest. Okay. There's, and I have, have... Oh, you have one. Never mind. Why? You have the game. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to bring my controller, N64 though. N64 LAN party. That's what you want, right? I got I gots to bring my Atomic Purple controller. Okay. So this that's is, fine. This one's mine. But yes, we're gonna. I'm going to bring my game, too, so I have everything unlocked. Okay. So, that's fine. But we're going to play this, and I'm going to get Scotty to play it. We're going to get other people to play it with us because this game is good once you learn everything. But when I tell you the ex – so when you shot an item, it usually hit the person. They didn't First try off, I have never played a game where there is a button to shoot forward and a button to shoot behind you. And let me tell you, those fucking pebbles – first off, the enemy never shoots a fucking pebble, ever. I shoot the fucking pebbles, and they have the, the, the common sense to move the fuck out of the way. Now, when I come down to that fucking pebble, it's not there until I am literally six inches away from it, and I fucking have a heart attack falling over those goddamn things. Well, that that's because you're going the same route every time. <laughs> There's one route. No, like... Down! Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so happy that you played this game. <laughs> No, so whenever you shoot an item, like most of the time, if it wasn't off of a ramp or something, it usually hit the person. But in really? expert mode, in expert mode, these motherfuckers will jump. Motherfucker, so you, I'm normal. On expert, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, on expert mode, you know how they give you three gloves or three parachutes or whatever. You have to shoot all three of those because what they do is on the first one, they jump, do a grab move on their board. And when you do that, when an item is about to hit you, it shoots the item back at the person shooting it. Yeah. There's reflex in this. Yes. Because you know how you get the exclamation point and then it flashes red when it was really close. No. Whenever an item is coming at you, no, you'll see an exclamation point pop up above your head. No, I just accept my fate. But when it starts to flash, that means it's about to hit you. Now, okay. if you jump and do a grab move, it'll shoot it back at them. That's what all of it is in expert mode. They're constantly doing that to you. Okay. And the best item in the game is the fucking frying pans. That's what they squishes you. They just hit you from anywhere. 
Yeah, you can't do anything about the frying pans unless so the key item, the key two items to have when you're in first place are bombs because you can shoot those backwards, and then a invisibility board. Because the minute you have a very small window, but when you see the exclamation point come up, and you can hear it too, you'll hear the frying pans go like, and you'll hear it. You can hit that, and the frying pans won't hit you. That's the only thing that stops the frying pans. <laughs> okay. This game is great. Don't listen to Chris's reviews, everybody. <laughs> I'm not saying that the game is bad because you know what? When you're in first place, it feels good, and that's what's important. Man, I have been completely half a track ahead of somebody in first place. Now, in expert mode, there are other boards. Instead of just the trick board, the uh, speed board, and the balance board that you unlock, you unlock other boards. Like, there's one called the blessed board that when you use it, it, you can never get a ghost on you. Huh. Uh, There's another one that uh, you just constantly have a fan on all the time. That's and then, stupid. And then the other one is you constantly have a rocket all the time. <laughs> That's really, really dumb. Yeah, those two are banned. <laughs> <laughs> there's an inv- there's one where you're invisible the entire time, but the stats on it suck, so it's not that fast. There's one where you just constantly generate money. Wow. Yeah. That's- the game is great. I, once you learn the game, it's great. Well, I'm going to watch. Like, you're going to watch me tonight because I play okay. as Jam. Uh, that was the, the the darker skin guy up in the top right. I I never use anybody else. I love okay. Jam. Are okay. you using been, Nancy? Whoever the chick is. There's so the blonde hair chick, brown hair chick, or the one with glasses. The one with the really long hook nose. That's that's uh that's not Nancy. That's Linda. She's the rich bitch. Okay, yeah, I've been playing the rich bitch the entire time. Wendy Yo. is a fucking bitch. Uh, okay. Wendy, Wendy can die in fiery hell for all I care, because she is the one AI that is like the smartest. She's like, like eight. She's the smartest on expert <laughs> mode. Whenever I see, because sometimes there's some tracks there where it's always like these three characters with you just for the story mode, because there's a very small story mode. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, they'll jumble up and random. And whenever I see that bitch is on. My track, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun race. Because, <laughs> man, she is just dirty. I'm I'm not going to lie. I was feeling the same type of way with this game as I did with Mario Kart 64, Mirror Mode, Toad's Turnpike. I was, I was about to lose hope. It was terrible. No, man, this game, this is a gem. This is a gem that... I, uh, like I said, I'll play it tonight. I'll play it all the way through and you can see me. There are some parts where I will rage. Cause it's just, you're just like, there's some times where you're just like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> or you're just like, I, there's been times where I've gotten parachuted. I've gotten frying pan and then parachuted right afterwards. <laughs> so I'm the motherfucker that will purposely wait until you're at a jump to shoot my parachute. Wow. Yeah. I'm what an a, asshole. What a dick. I, I play to win, man. There's in the, in the game of racing. There's one winner, and everybody else is like two to sixteen losers. <laughs> but yeah, what go was, buy sober kids was, too. What was that uh, quote from Talladega Nights? If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, my my quote is uh, second is just first loser. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I was I've been playing more Fire Emblem. 
that game has grown on me not because of the social stuff however mm-hmm. the characters are starting to get a lot more interesting um the I'm, I'm gonna start getting into like the whole politics of the whole bullshit spoilers uh, spoilers um i don't give a fuck so i went with the blue lions or whoever the the blue motherfuckers are the, the church right the church had their king uh assassinated by the black people the dark-skinned people and so as retaliation they went in and just wiped them all out maybe it was more along the lines of like native americans like he's He's tan skin, but it's like really alluded that there's like some level of racism. It alluded that they weren't white. <laughs> they were definitely not white. Um, however, one of them survived. Um, they call him Dudu. Dudu is the uh, the prince's retainer. Like he is, you know, they took me in. He's the only person that's ever been kind to me, so I'm going to be his sword and his shield. Like okay. that's the type of story arc that he has. Um, and watching the interactions between all of the students and him is really fascinating to see that in like a Nintendo game, like trying to tackle like racism. Most, if not all the characters are likable in some kind of way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not boring, but the, the combat system is what I've really been enjoying. I'm starting to get the, that same feeling of when I play Shining Force, because I love Shining Force. Shining Force mm-hmm. is my favorite tactical RPG. Um, and I'm getting a little bit of that feel because there's less of an emphasis on the rock, paper, scissor mechanic where sword beats axe, which beats spear, which beats sword. Right. And then you have your black magic triangle. It no longer matters like that. There is, I, I probably said it last week, there are benefits and uh, con- there's pros and there's cons to using the weapon that you use. Um, so it's, it's very much streamlined with the way that they do combat. Um, I like how in like for your magic user classes, you don't have to buy books anymore at the start of every single combat. They get all their spells. So I have, I have, yeah. So I have my mage and I have my priest. I have my black mage and my white mage. So more or less. And my black mage has like two fire spells and two wind spells. And at the start of every single one of their matches, they get all their fucking spells. And the way that you level them up is you just keep on using that one spell and it'll level up as time goes on, just like regular fire emblem type shit. So it wasn't like fire emblem awakening where you had a certain amount and then you had to buy a new one. Right. So what's also cool is the, they changed the way that the blacksmith operates in fire emblem three houses too. So I remember um, in I think it was Awakening, but definitely in Path of Radiance, where you could just flat out make weapons. Now they would be expensive, but I used to make some dank ass fucking weapons and just throw that shit on Ike. And he is the fucking Judas Priest Sentinel. You can't fucking kill him. <laughs> but in this game, what it does is that you can repair your weapons, or you can give your steel sword a boost. So let's say that my steel sword is like. One out of 40 uses. I can go ahead and send it to the blacksmith. He'll make it a steel sword plus and replenish all of its uses. So there's less of an emphasis on creating stupid fucking weapons to break the game. And then just like trying to make sure that you're not always like SOL, that you have no weapons. Which is also cool because now when you break a weapon, 
you're no longer unequipped. You can still continue to fight. That character is still useful. It's just their stats are severely dampened. So mm. instead of dealing seven points of damage, you're doing four points of damage because you're using a broken weapon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it, there's a lot of quality of life changes that has been made to Fire Emblem. Um, however, this is both something that I like, but I can see it being an issue for people like me. I'm a power gamer when I play games. If mm. you give me the opportunity, I will grind out whatever it is I have to do. There is... Once a week, you're able to go to your bulletin board and decide what it is you're going to do for that weekend. So you can explore and talk to your students. You can uh, hold a seminar or you can go to battle. When you go to battle, there's like this battle screen. You get to choose your map and whatever, and it gives you your recommended level and shit like that. There is nothing stopping you from doing the same map over and over and over and over and over again. My guys right now are between level 16 and 19 and I'm fighting level 7s. That sounds a lot like the Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, so, you know, I just walk up on somebody and just schwack them. Because sure. now there's, there's the nothing... EXP scale with how difficult the battle was? Yeah. So, okay. I pro I'm about 14 hours in. I think I'm still in the first part of the book. Um or the first part of the game. Okay. Where I'm at right now, I had just killed my first monster. So as far as the storyline is concerned, um, there's these relics, there's these weapons called heroes with relics. Uh, main protagonist Kuhn gets one, of course, because he has to be <laughs> fucking special. Right. Um, one of the knights gets one because she has to be shown to be super, you know, like she's like the premier knight or, you know, your, your operator, your mm -hmm. general. Because she has to be special. And one of the weapons was stolen by somebody. And when we killed that motherfucker, the sword took over his body. And then he became like this pseudo metal T-Rex thing. And it's actually, even for me, like it was scaled to like be like level 11. Me being in the high, the high teens, low 20s, that was still a difficult fight. Because really? he's got this massive AOE that deals 20 points of damage, and most of the guys are in the mid-30s. That's taking out two-thirds of their fucking health. Yeah. Like, that was the first time I had to fucking restart that game. Or Damn. restart that fight. So, it's there's a level of challenge to it. I don't know if it necessarily scales to where you're at. Um, because I'm not seeing it, but... Again, like I, I like just going up to shit and killing him. Send me an <laughs> army. Let me do this fucking Muso Dynasty Warrior shit where I just walk up to you and and hit you because that's ah, what I did when I played uh, Shining Force. That's why I like it. You can play the same stage over and over again to level it up, and there's no repercussions. All right. A lot more positive than last week when it comes to three houses. It's still definitely not my favorite Fire Emblem. Mm -hmm. um, story is better, but it's it's the same thing that happened when Awakening came out. It's it's an easier Fire Emblem. It doesn't really hold the challenge that the older ones have, and I like the challenge. It's not my not my Fire Emblem. Not my <laughs> Fire Emblem. Um, I introduced one of my buddies to the Sega Saturn, ah. and started off with Nights into Dreams. I remember that game. 
I hate that fucking game so fucking much. Then why did you introduce him to it? Because he was curious about it. He was just like, hey, why didn't Sonic the Hedgehog come out on fucking Sega Saturn? I'm like, he technically did, but it's not a real game. It's, you know, you have Sonic Jam and then you have Sonic R. And we both know how Sonic R goes. So I'm just like, let me tell you, let me show you what we got instead of Sonic. And I showed him Nights into Dreams. And even then... They were confuddled. Because there's like befuddled. some Nights into Dreams shit that's in Sonic Adventure, right? Well, so Knights always made a cameo in like the casino levels or I mean, yeah. there's, there's some other areas where they make uh, appearances, but mainly in the casino levels. Um, my issue with Knights is that I think it's very difficult, but I also don't play it a lot. So that's why I'm fucking trash at it. Um, like Snowboard Kids too. Like Snowboard Kids too. <laughs> my my biggest issue is that when you play, first off, I'm gonna back up a little bit. The screen is too heavily focused on knights for me to really see what direction I'm supposed to go, because they don't give you any tips or pointers like arrows to tell you, hey, you need to fly in, you need to fly up, or you need okay. to go go down. It's kind of like you fly around and kind of figure it out yourself. Um, and once that timer goes out, you're no longer in your knights mode. You become the little kid and you have to run back to the starting point, restart all that shit. It's just, it's not intuitive. Now, mind you, I'm talking about a game from 1994. 1994 games and movies, man. Yeah. So, but my biggest issue is the boss fights because with the exception of the first one that we played, which was just this one enemy that blows up like a balloon and you got to shoot her in into walls and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what to do for any of the other boss fights. <laughs> We're literally flying around trying to touch something and launch it somewhere and pray to God something happens. We beat like three or four bosses yesterday. We still don't know how to fucking do it. It, it was just happened. All random chance. It just <laughs> fucking happened. That's it. Wow. So, I don't like knights. And then finally, I've uh, never played it. So uh, don't, I mean, <laughs> there's a port for the PS three, but that port is bad. Mm, okay. And then there's also the, the version for the Wii and everyone says that game is bad. I think it's better than this fucking shit, but <laughs> that is my cross. I'll fucking die on. And then finally, I like, I started playing seriously Koikatsu party. I tried to to play it it earlier this week, and it asked for your permission, and I never got permission to play it. What? Yeah, whenever I tried to launch it, because I tried to launch it from my Steam profile instead of yours. Because I didn't want to launch it under yours, because I figured it might, like, try to load your save file. No, it won't load my save file, but I find that weird. Um, Yeah, it says you need permission from the person that owns this to play it, and it it said it was supposed to send something to you, so I don't know. I did not see that, but... We'll we'll figure that out later. Okay. Um, so, Koikatsu Party is a fucking mess, man. It's, it's a good mess. It, it's um. <laughs> so this is how it breaks down. Okay. Okay. Um. By the way, your podcast is, title last week was fantastic. It's it's great. I love it. I love it. So when you play the base game, all it is is you create the girl, and you know you can. Do whatever you want. Yep. Um, there's a patch that has a story mode. So 
you download I'm intrigued. That. Yeah. <laughs> the premise is is that you move away because it's your typical uh yeah. you know male harem storyline. You move away and you end up going to an all girls school because your aunt who's the principal there uh, wants you to teach them about love and sensuality and romance and, and dick. all that shit <laughs> and a dick, <laughs> a dick, essentially a dick. So you create the Koikatsu Club, which I don't know what that translates to, but I'm assuming it's just like or <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, it's you set it up by there's there's you. And then it shows you where you sit. And, of course, you're always sitting all the way in the back by the window. But you can fill in all the other seats with all these different characters. Now, they have to be female, of course. Looking and they for love. Is looking for a love club. Looking okay, for cool. love, searching for a lover. Cool. Well, you can fill in all the seats if you want to with all these different girls. Otherwise, they're all systematically generated. Right. You can change who the main protagonists are. Or not the main protagonist, but like all the other protagonist female, the female leads, because there's like seven or eight of them. Mm -hmm. You can change how they look. So I, I just made variations of the people that I made. and I better not be in there. <laughs> <laughs> I better not be in there. That, oh, th this, is, this is a gripe that I have with it. All the character models for the male characters fucking suck. No big buff They're fat guys? All, the, yeah, there's no buff fat guys. I can't be me. You can't. I, can't you, I bet be you me. can't have a beard either. No, you can't. Yeah, because that jet. I mean, that's stereotypical Japanese game. Like, how many main protagonists in a Japanese game have you seen that have just beards like ours? So none. Yeah, but, you don't even see in Yakuza. But, but. How are you supposed to immerse yourself in it to jack off? Is that what you're about to say? I know you. <laughs> almost. Almost. This is this is what really grinds my gears the most. And I can't figure it out how to change it to save my fucking life. My character, when you run around the school, you're, you have the back view. He's got this hourglass figure and this this badunkadunk. So, you're saying, so like, what you're saying is you want to fuck... Your character. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it is, he's got a female body and that is not intuitive to what I have or I want and I can't change it because the male fucking metrics, let me rephrase that. The male metrics is, is based <laughs> off of the, the female frame. Yeah. I was about to say the only model they put in was the female version. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just like, oh, uh, let's like all the hairstyles are female, so I have to find the, like the butch equivalent and hope it works out. How often do you see your character? All the time. Oh, all the time. Oh, yeah, because you're playing it's a fun game. <laughs> your character, like eat, when you're fucking her, I have to turn the motherfucker off. Uh, Can, you can't do POV. No. This game is automatic zero now. <laughs> <laughs> POV is like my shit, so. <laughs> that was more about you than I needed to know, but that's fine. It's Don't fine. ever, if I ever buy a head cam, you better question <laughs> me about it. <laughs> if I see you with a GoPro, I'm like, so what's really So why there? is it on your head? 
Why is it on your head? <laughs> That's not the question I'd ask. It's a question that your wife would probably ask. She knows. She knows. <laughs> she better. <laughs> um. Other than that, it's the I gotta entire play this purpose. Game. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll give you the permissions later. But Daddy Chris has to give me permissions. <laughs> My cheeks hurt on my face. Um <laughs> uh, all in all, like the you what you mainly try to do is yeah. you have to find these spots where you can either build up your strength, build up your wits, build up your sexuality, because that's a fucking thing. So, like, when you build up your sexuality, you either got to, like, read a dirty magazine, or there's this one, and it's really fucking awkward. You go to the fucking field meat track. There's a platform there where you do, like, in the Marine Corps, we have these platforms where the leader who's, like, leading you in your stretches will stretch and exercise, and everyone does the same thing. Well, he goes on there, and he just starts shaking his fucking dick. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, you go. There's three points in fucking sexuality you get. Meanwhile, everyone is just trying to go to gym class. That's just all they're trying to do. And this fuck stick is on this platform trying to fucking shake his dick at everything. It's it's stupid. Helicopter. It's, yeah, pretty much. Like, it's uh, dumb. The game is dumb. And then the game's you talk dumb to and girls. you love it. It's, it's an ends to a mean, man. It's an ends to a means. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's that's my experience with it um i'm gonna throw it at my wife and see what she thinks <laughs> but that's she's gonna be like why can't i only be a scrawny dude <laughs> <laughs> pretty much that's that's my week all right well my week wasn't that good but <laughs> uh uh this week we so what I've been doing is I've been getting in with a lot more of the Eric's gaming crew on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been uh, checking out a lot of their streams like uh, 269, Vestmore, uh, Paradise Central, Toxie Moxie, all that stuff. And uh, I actually got in, uh, I think it was Wednesday, because they're all over in the UK. So they're streaming. I mean, if they stream at noon my time, it's 6 p.m. over there. So uh, I jump on and I jump in Paradise Central stream and I'm just kind of chatting, hanging out with him and all that stuff. And he's like, all right, we're going to switch over to Mario Kart 8. I was like, let's do this. <laughs> so I load up Mario Kart 8. I got to do an update because I haven't played it in forever. And I get in there and everybody's like playing the little cutesy characters, like little babies on bikes. And I bust in there with Roy, my boy. <laughs> Dude, I have pink sunglasses and a pink bandana that I wear whenever I play Mario Kart 8. And I get in there, and dude, I had not had fun with Mario Kart 8 like that in a long, long time. Like, there were points where I was, like, shaking. I was like, oh, shit, I'm in first. I'm in first on stream. (laughs) (laughs) So it was super fun. We did that for a few hours, and uh, I probably should have been working on work, but I don't care. It was so much fun. Uh, the next day I tuned in again and they were, he was doing some monster hunter prep. He was doing some of the event quests to get the attack gems. And, uh, so I jumped in and did a lot of those with him. Uh, still trying to get into that stream team. I think he just hasn't like looked at the applications yet. I gotta, he said to remind him. So I'm going to remind him again. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing that. That was pretty fun. We streamed a couple times this week. Uh, 
shoot, I don't even remember what we played. I know we played a lot. Of, we played Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, that game is still great. I finally got into Shadowbringers, and that storyline is fucking dope already. I'm like level seventy three. So I think I, did I tell you this last week where I accidentally. This might have happened after the pocket. No, I might have talked about it. How I, uh, how I bought a insta level to level seventy for a black mage and thought it came yeah. with a uh, main story quest. No, it didn't. Yeah, no, it didn't. No, uh, but I was like, I don't know how to play black mage, and my warrior was like level sixty five. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna level my warrior up to seventy and then do that because tanking tanks and healers are really needed in Shadowbringers right now. So. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I'm level 73, and boy, there's a fucked up storyline that's going on right now, and I think I know what's happening, but the game hasn't officially told us yet what's happening. Uh, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil it for you. By the way, if you do decide to play, you uh, I think for the month of August, you can get if you buy a 60-day game card, you get a free vial of Fantasia, which lets you, it's a $10 value, which lets you change your race your gender, mm-hmm. your all that stuff. If you want to change yeah. all that, so. I remember when those came out. So, so to piggyback off that, me, my wife, and my roommate were all talking about it. So they they expressed great interest. I'm just saying, I have a guild. I have. I mean, it's not personally my guild, but it's the one I'm in. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get on my on the server. Like, I mean, we got there's people in there playing all the time. I, They're doing I raiding. I got voted healer, so I gotta learn how to be a healer because that's the only thing I don't know how to do. Uh, there, you got three to choose from, and white mage right now is apparently the best. So okay, I'd, sure. I'm gonna stick with my warrior. Uh, the next one, once I get to level eighty and get him geared up, I'm probably gonna switch over to the black mage. Even though I really, 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 really wish I had not done a level seventy boost. Because I just don't know how to... I'm going to have to ask my buddy that I work with and play with to be like, hey, I need a crash course on black mages. <laughs> but apparently uh, monks with this new patch that came out, monks got like an amazing update. Like they're really good. Rogues slash ninjas, on the other hand, did not really get... Like they didn't get nerfed, but they didn't get any really good buffs either. So mm-hmm. they're kind of just like, eh. And then samurais apparently are some of the best like melee uh, DPS right now, so... Nice. But uh, Gunbreaker still looks fucking cool. Just the animations. Because whenever I'm doing my fates, I'll see a Gunbreaker run up. And I'm just... Because the way they hold their sword, they hold it over their shoulder like this. Because it's not like a huge great sword. But it's still like they just hold it over their shoulder. And then they go into their moves and shit like that. And I think they're the high, one of the higher DPS tanks right now. So, But I also didn't know that you need to make sure to do every single one of your daily roulettes. I was just doing like a daily roulette for a dungeon. Get like mm-hmm. about 2 million XP for doing your daily one. No, you do your daily dungeon. You do your daily leveling dungeon to help out other people that are lower level than you. You do a daily trials, which is like, you know, the raids. You do a daily uh, guild heist. You do a ga- daily something else too. And I leveled up like three levels in like a day and a half. So it's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah, those earrings don't work anymore at level 70, but I'm constantly making sure that you got to eat your food because if you eat food, it gives you a 3% uh, boost. Some food gives you a 4% experience boost, so you just have to see which ones you're using. No, it's all three. Some are 30 minutes and some are 40 minutes. So there's different durations. So you got to make sure you're eating your food and all that. But the game Mm. is just really, really fun. The storyline is really, really good right now, and I can't wait to see... uh, 
I got my first dabble into the Warrior of Darkness. So, and that was really, really cool. And that's when I logged off last night because it was like 2 a.m. <laughs> so, like, the Warrior of Darkness as an individual or you being the Warrior of Darkness? You being the Warrior of Darkness. So, I was right. I mean, the game has been out for, like, months, but I was right. Yeah, yeah sure, Chris, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, Chris. <laughs> uh, but, no, the game is fantastic. Uh, we finished, I didn't send you pictures, but we finished the fucking library. We finished. Cool. Pa- we finished send painting pictures. it. I will send some pictures in the Discord. I think my wife has some before pictures, so I'll show you those. Uh, I'm going to show you. You're going to get a little in depth of how much of a trash picker I am to a certain degree. So we went over to her parents' house because we needed to go pick up a desk that she had. That apparently she did not realize she's had this desk since she was like 11. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be a perfect desk. We get it." And she goes, "This desk is a lot smaller than I remember." <laughs> And I'm like, no shit, because it's like 15 years ago. Uh, but her dad pulls up, and he's like, man, I wish my truck was running right now. I was like, well, why? He goes, the school across up the road just threw out a bunch of old TVs and old computers and old desks. And I thought, oh, shit, school desks, like the old wooden ones, those are going to be, I mean, we're wanting to have kids soon. Those are perfect for little kids to sit at and draw and do homework and all that shit. No, nah, son. We get there. Office desk. Office desks. Office desks. And we find one that is perfect. Drawers on both sides. We can't get that bitch in the SUV. And her father-in-law's truck is out of commission. And our cousin is at the movies. So I was just like, so he finally, I finally messaged him at 11 p.m. that night. Like, hey, are you going to swing by? He's like, yeah, I'm on my way. We pull up there and the, the good one's gone. Of course. But I found another one that was just as good but didn't have two drawers on the side on the right side. It just had two drawers on the left side. I was like, we're taking this bitch. This is ours. And uh cop pulls up. <laughs> Shining the flashlight. Well, he sees what we're doing. And th- I mean our cousin's 18. And I was about when I went I walked out of my office, I was like, you know what? Grab your wallet, Corey. Just in case. And I was like, just for identification purposes, if you need anything. And he shines his flashlight, sees what we're doing, and he's like, all right, and just drives by. And I was like, dude, I was about to be like, what are you doing out here? Free shit, motherfucker! <laughs> dude, I'm talking TVs with VCRs in them. Uh, they're big TVs. They're no flat screens or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I was able to find a probably a 24-inch, 22-inch uh, RCA that works and has audio-visual cable ports in the front. So That's pretty fucking dope. That bitch is in the garage on my workbench where I have all of my older systems that I test and fix. So I have a TV to where I can just plug right into the front, check to see if the system works, and then I'm done with it. Nice. So for free. So I was super happy about that. Uh, what else did we do? I'm trying to think of any more games that I played. I don't think I did. Uh, I played a little. No, I played a little Fiction Sphere. Uh, because I got, I finally got an Xbox uh, One controller for my PC, and mm-hmm. that was funny watching me try to set that up after 30 minutes of it not working, realizing the cable was bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting there like, why isn't it recognizing on my laptop or my desktop? And then I, I was like, let me try the different cable, and I, it just went and connected right away. I was like, fuck you. So, because right. it's one of the older Xbox One controllers, so the Bluetooth it doesn't work automatically without the adapter. The newer ones apparently don't have to add the adapter. If your computer has a Bluetooth capability, it'll just pick up. 
But the oh, old, really? The older Xbox One controllers have to have the adapter or wired. Okay. So. I think I have the older ones. Yeah, I've got the the. I don't know. It's the one he gave me. So, but yeah, I got to play a little Fiction Sphere. I got to play some more Orange. Get to the Orange Door. I almost said Orange is the new black. Uh, but did me and my wife? We didn't watch anything either. No, that's about it. It was a really slow week for me. Cool. It's not bad. I forgot. I picked up Armor Core two, three, and then whatever is in between two and three because there's one in between two and three. Two point five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess like. Oh, I forgot too. I set up my PS3 for a stream uh, that's happening this Thursday. Yes. And uh, let me tell you. So uh, our buddy Scotty Mo and uh, TJ Kitsune from Megavisions. I don't know if TJ Kitsune is from Megavision. I think he might be. He is. Uh, they are doing a stream of Sonic the Fighters on PlayStation Three, and he they and they asked, called us out. They <laughs> well, they asked us, but they didn't call us out. But. <laughs> Yes, they asked if we would want to be a part of that, so we'll we'll probably going to be a part of that, and that is my normal streaming night. So I'm probably that's probably going to be a dual stream. So we'll see. I'm going to talk to Scotty and see how we can do that. But I played through that game the day I downloaded it, and I played through as Bark, and that game is fucking stupid. Let me another <laughs> Sonic game that you you damage children love that I whoa, don't. Whoa, well I never said I love that game. I, I know that game is shit. I just assume that you love it. No, no. So, so this is this is my my rebirth. Not rebirth. My my introduction <laughs> into Sonic the Fighters. Okay. So I was in eighth, ninth grade. We were at a Hard Rock Hotel in DC or Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, that, that's and what it is. we went to like one of the fucking. Uh, arcade areas and on this big screen they had virtual fighter and i'm like cool i'm gonna beat some ass and so i beat some ass and then over in the corner in like this dark area where no one really the goes, shadow like zone cobwebs, <laughs> okay there is a sonic the fighters cabinet and my eyes lit up because i'm a fucking sonic whore it still yeah, astounds me sure. that that thing got a fucking cabinet i don't know what to tell you <laughs> I don't know why it was made. It's not like why. That <laughs> literally, that game should not exist. It really shouldn't. It is awful. The game is so fucking jank. But I went over there and I played that shit. And I'm like, of course I'm gonna play as fucking Sonic because I'm a fucking loser. But fucking, what was the guy with the hat? Knack. That guy is fucking bullshit. He's the bullshit. Only, he's the only one with like a long range pistol. It's a pop gun with a cork. But yeah. that was fucking bull. I had to rush him down and not let him. You know what I did? I had the life lead and I just kept using my uh, my uh, barrier and he didn't do anything. So I sat. That's there. like the game entirety. I let like that fuck it for twenty seconds. I just sat there with my barrier up. I was like, if I move at all, he's going to do something. So I have the life lead, so I'm just going to sit here, and I won that round. <laughs> well, I need to get it because I have it on the Sonic Gems collection. I need to get it for the PS3. It's $3 right now. Yeah. I'm just going to sit there and button mash. learn combos. Not not button mash. I, I learn how to play my fighting games, but I'm not going to enjoy it. I mean, I know a little bit with Bark, but I don't want to play him anymore. <laughs> 
That game is trash. I think Bean is supposed to be like the best character in that game. Bean was fucking bullshit. He has setups. Yeah. With his fucking bombs. And then his grabs do half damage. I'm playing it's a grappler stupid. type that doesn't... His moves don't even do that much. It's stupid. Yeah, the fucking... F fucking plucky duck is what he looks like. Y yeah. Um, yeah, no. Fucking... He's high tier. All right. There's only there's only like eight characters that you can play as. He's like the third best character in the game. It's Knuckles is the best, Espio, and then Bean. Espio was bullshit too. Knack was fucking horseshit. Bark is like low tier. He's like right at the bottom. I do have to say that I beat Robotnik in like five seconds. <laughs> that's that's. Like it's for free. Yeah, like, Bark, Bark is for free. Bark does a move where he slaps your head three times, and I just because they give you the speed boost too. I just spam mm -hmm. that until Robotnik died. <laughs> yeah, Metal Sonic was horse shit too. He just has a glide move that he could just break through any fucking barrier. Mm-hmm. Game's stupid. No. The game is dumb. <laughs> I don't know why I the decided to play. I, I say yes to play these games on stream. <laughs> It should be fun though with Scotty because Scotty's all about it. Quit looking at the tier list. <laughs> I got. I gotta find out who I'm gonna play. Quit as. looking at combo videos. I can see it in your glasses I gotta, already. I gotta, I gotta see who I'm gonna play. I'm Let's move play on to news. <laughs> Don't get salty. I'm already thinking about it. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> Uh, news is kicking off. Uh, Bethesda completely botches Wolfenstein Youngblood, then prioritize monetization over fixing the game. So, I tweeted out over, I guess, the weekend, over the course of the week. Um, <laughs> what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Because I was really looking forward to Wolfenstein Youngblood. It seems like right up our alley. <laughs> it's supposed to be 80s. Yeah. It's supposed to be Wolfenstein. I'm all about fucking Wolfenstein. The first two games are great. The old blood is okay. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the first two games are absolutely fantastic. Especially the second one. I think that game is is amazing. But apparently the the two new main protagonists are just absolutely insufferable. They're very, it's very like, I got you, CS, because one's like country, and the other one, it's just like, I, I watched uh, I watched Funhouse's, like, tw uh, they did a pretty good review about it, and mm -hmm. uh, they were just talking about, because they were like us, too, they're like, we were so excited for this game, like, it's Wolfenstein, how can you not be ready for, like, 80s Wolfenstein, it's so awesome, it's co-op, but they said, like, it just, stealth has no fucking benefits in this game. Uh, no, I think... Was it that it had no benefits or that it was too fucking broken? I think it was just it just didn't matter. Like you could just literally it would take it would just it's just easier to jump in and start shooting instead of doing any stealth missions. Yeah. One of the biggest issues that they were having with it is that they implemented this RPG loot drop system. I don't know if it's a loot mm. drop system, but they, they implemented this RPG mechanic to it. And with a game like Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein is supposed to be fast paced. It's like. It's slower doom. Yeah, that's, slightly that's slower it's, doom. It's slightly slower doom. Um, you can dual wield fucking rifles, M16s, and just fucking <laughs> unload on motherfuckers. It's 
And in this game, you can only dual wield pistols, which to me, that's not really that big of a deal. I mean, like you can say your reasons on why you don't do dual wielding. But as far as like the gameplay aspect of itself, it's it's always co-op. And if you don't have if you're not playing with a friend or a stranger, your AI for your partner is fucking garbage. It's Resident Evil five levels of stupidity AI. Yeah, it's pretty fucking terrible that like people are saying it's the worst one yet. It's sitting at a 73 as far as official reviews go, which is mixed. It's 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 almost a decent game because a lot of people have been boosting this up, but the user score is a 2.2 out of with 510 fucking ratings and all of them are saying the same thing. The story sucks. Your characters are incredibly divisive. Uh, IGN's Dan Stapleton puts it Youngblood is an aggressively okay co-op shooter that doesn't come close to capturing the joy of its predecessor's action or its surprisingly uninteresting characters just go play Rage 2 (laughs) but they were saying like Rage 2 is also trash now see I've seen some skewed ratings on Rage 2 because I've also seen like Rage 2 uh, reviewers were more harsh on it because it wasn't hyped up as much as like this game was or other games. So they that's not a reason to fucking bag on it. That's well, it can be. It can be because some reviewers feel like with a game like that, they're like, oh, this didn't get that much publicity. So we can give an actual review on it. And mm-hmm. we can be like maybe nitpick it more than we would a game that we can be harsher. Yeah, instead of this game that oh if we said something bad about it and then all everybody else liked it, then we're the odd man out. There was something that was also said. I don't know if I read it on Reddit or if I saw it <laughs> Reddit on Reddit. Yeah. Or if I saw it on like one of the other review sites, but they were saying like it's becoming abundantly clear that there is an A team and a B team mm-hmm. when it comes to BioWare. Yep. Because the whatever team worked on, I think Arcane Studios was the one that was in charge of Youngblood, while Machine ga- Machine Gun Games or Machine Games was focusing on uh, the new Colossus and the new Order. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're saying, like, it's... it's abundantly like clear, yeah. It's, yeah, it's abundantly clear. Uh on the topic, the other issues that people were having with it was microtransactions. Boy. Was microtransactions built into your single-player game. And it's split up between your standard currency and your premium currency. And your pre- premium currency is like gold bars or gold coins and some shit like that. And you can go to the vendor and you can buy most of what you need with your standard currency. However, there are certain... There are certain items that can only be bought with premium currency, yep. which is bullshit because it's a single fucking player game. Yep. Um, Completely bullshit. Somebody, a Reddit user named Calibrono, discovered an exploit using a cheat engine that can net the user about a million standard coins. So yep. they were able to buy whatever they want to. Yep. The first fucking patch, the first patch to come out. For Youngblood, it wasn't to fix bugs. It wasn't to fix glitches. Nope. It wasn't to you know balance any of the weapons or anything like that. It was to patch out the ability to use the cheat engine's exploit. Yep. Which is incredibly telling of where Bethesda's priorities have landed. They care more about their monetization scheme than they do for making a quality game. Because this game is already marred with technical and story-driven issues uh, 
the even the fucking stage layout. It's it's like they tried to be a Metroidvania, mm-hmm. but fails. Like there's no like, hey, you can go to you can go to any which area that you want to and try to get as far as you can there. But it's it's all blocked off by level difficulty. Yeah, it ultimately doesn't matter because we're still going to put enemies there that you can't get past. So you have to go the way we want you to go. Right. It's it's complete bullshit. It's trash. And all they care about is pushing out a cash grab. Try to get people as frustrated as possible to just buy better weapons so that they can progress through the fucking story. And it's I hate this shit. It's disheartening. It's it's really fucking disheartening because the Bethesda of yesterday is not who they are today, and it's only within the last year or so that they start pulling this shit. And I'm really worried about Doom Eternal. I'm worried about Starfield. I'm worried about the Elder Scrolls Six mm-hmm. because if they're pulling this shit now and they're not learning from their mistakes, or they or they just don't fucking care, then this is it. You know, yeah, the new Colossus the, is, the, is is the last fucking Wolfenstein it, game I play. If the if Doom Eternal has any kind of microtransactions in it at all, I feel like that's going to be it. Like Doom, like I don't want microtrans. I play Doom for a fast paced demon shooting game. Like I feel like maybe because remember how we saw the 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 Doom Slayer versus two demons mode. Yeah, I feel like they're going to try and microtransaction something in that. Maybe it's. I'll just go back and play Doom 2016 over and over again. Yeah. Or I'll go back and play Doom Classic if I want to. Uh, No, you can't. (laughs) No, I can't. Not without a fucking Slayer account. So, yeah, coming up on our next news article, uh, Bethesda fucking following the ridicule, Bethesda will remove mandatory login from classic Doom re-releases. This should have never been here in the first place, but uh, Bethesda tweeted, on July 27th, update on our new classic Doom releases. The Bethesda net login requirement was included for the Slayers Club to reward members for playing the classic Doom games. The login should be optional, and we are working on the changing the requirement to optional now. What they didn't put in there is right at the end, because we got caught, is what should yeah, be you're at not, the end. You're not sorry that you know you had an issue or you screwed up. You're sorry that you got fucking caught. And the only whole reason why you fucking pulled this shit in the first place is so that you can incentivize or force your players to join the fucking Slayers Club because nobody was joining the fucking Slayers Club. Nope. So uh, right here we have a, a guy on Twitter that says focus on the – it's at focus on the idea. You guys programmed it as DRM. Don't dance around and say, but it was just for the Slayers Club now. Everyone knows that's BS. If that was the old original intent, it would have been optional from the beginning. You got caught being dicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is, this is the annoying thing about it too. Fucking – Right when this came out and right when they had like the the stupid because I remember Jim Sterling uh, fucking bitching Mm -hmm. about how he can't play classic Doom. So he went to go play on I think he or somebody else went to go play on his Xbox 360. Well, that shit's now off the fucking Microsoft store. You can't access classic Doom anymore on the 360. Jesus Christ. Uh, To be fair, Doom Classic is like on fucking everything. I don't know legally or not. But so, yeah, you're right. But I mean, if I want to support the company, exactly, and do the right thing instead of fucking uh, getting it through illicit means, uh, I can't do it without a fucking Slayers Club anymore. And Bethesda just turns around and takes away 
uh, all the older prior versions Mm -hmm. so that they can force you to either monetize either force you to to buy a new version or join their stupid fucking fan club i don't want to join the fan club i just this is the same thing when you go to a kroger or a ralph's or anywhere that's like hey do you want our savey savey fucky fuck card like no i just want to buy my groceries like like that happened yesterday we went to a pet store to buy uh we were looking for some toys or something for the cats and they're like the first thing she's like hey how you doing i'm like i'm good when i was checking out she goes phone number and i went i was like i don't have an account she goes yeah i just i'll look it up though let, let me get your phone number i was like you don't you don't need my phone number i just want to pay for this stuff so i gave her my phone number she goes oh you don't have an account i was like yeah no shit i don't have an account she goes, would you like one? I was like, no, I want to pay for this pet carrier and these treats so I could get out of your store. <laughs> like, it's not, I understand. And look, I've worked in retail. I used to work at Hastings where every fucking employee had a quota of five. Every shift they work, they had to get five people to sign up for the Hastings card. Like, even if they weren't renting movies, we still had to sign them up with a card. Because it not only was the the card the rental card, like to rent movies, it was also the promotional card and all that shit. Basically, it was a tallying system for every uh, customer that came through. And every day, someone's like, you only hit two. I was like, yeah, I don't care about this shit. And they're like, well, you're supposed to. I was like, guess what? I'm not. And I'm coming to work tomorrow to make more money. And I'm not going to hit that quota tomorrow either. <laughs> like, I didn't care. I hated that shit. I absolutely hated that shit. I think that the the comparison to the supermarket, I mean, yes, you could say that it's the same thing, but I just saved $20 at the supermarket by doing their fucky fucky stupid Was it Walmart? Members club. No, I have a 10% discount regardless. I was about to say cuz if it's Walmart it doesn't count before you. <laughs> You're a special you're a special case. Yes, I also don't believe that they didn't purposely, like, I bet you, like, that was the price that they were going to charge anyway, but they're like, hey, if we get people to say this is the price with the card, and if they don't get it, then they're going to pay three cents more. Like, yeah, I get it. I have cards. I, I have a fucking Kroger card. I've got all these fucking cards, all right? I just don't want any more fucking cards. So what you're saying, so what you're saying is that you've already given in. Well, the thing is, this pet store, I, I didn't want to be so mean to be like, hey, I'm only coming in here once. I don't want your fucking card. <laughs> it's like, why not say that? I say that at CVS all the time. Do you want a card? No, I'm literally here for one thing. It's a dollar. Yeah, I like, have a dollar. It's just, it's so business corporate, corporate crap. I understand. That's the problem too. Like, I understand it, the behind it, like why it's a thing, but it's still just like, just let me buy my. It's shirt. a, it's a really strange hill to die on. But I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you lie there. Well, I guess that answers one of my questions for the week. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, don't make me have to log in for sh- like I don't want to be part of your Slayers Club. If I wanted to be a part of it, I would have already joined it. Now here's the thing, okay? Just a little bit of transparency. I signed up for the Slayers Club long time ago. Okay, I'm right. part of it. This technically would not fucking affect me. <laughs> it's the idea that you're forcing people who already paid for your product. Now, if you were giving this shit away for free. Maybe. Yeah, if I got so if I was like, hey, here's you can play Doom for free, but you got to sign in. I'm like, fine. Yeah. All right, whatever. But I paid money for this. (laughs) Yeah, I paid for this. This license, I have to say, this license, this license is now mine. Yeah. It's on my fucking console. Don't fucking wall it off so I can join your 
fucking savey savey fucky fuck card. Savey savey fucky fucky card. Yeah, I mean, I can't take credit for that joke. That's a Bill Burr joke, but it still has stuck with me all these years. Okay. Yeah, Bill Burr has a skit where he's like, "Yeah, you see all these like you scan places now." It's just like, "Hey, sir, you can go over here." He's like, "No, nah, I didn't clock in today." Just he's like, "What I should do is just walk up to one of those you scan things, wait three seconds, be like, ah, I guess they don't want to get paid, and then just walk out the fucking door." <laughs> <laughs> and when they try to stop me, be like, "You got to pay for that." Like, "No, I don't. I waited here for three seconds. You didn't show up, so I'm leaving." <laughs> that is stuck Stupid. with me. So hard. I'm just like, but I still, I can't say shit. I still do. I prefer to do the you scan. Yeah, because it's less like interaction with an individual. Yeah, just let me do it. Like, yeah. But it's sad is I see the person who it is running. It goes completely against the joke or the. One hundred percent. I see. I see this. <laughs> I see these ten lanes that are manned by ten different employees that are getting ten different salaries every year or every two weeks, and then I look over at the one person who's manning. 10 U scans and I'm just like that's sad but also I'm gonna use it <laughs> now what really pisses me off and I know that we're getting a little bit off topic oh surprise yeah. <laughs> surprise um, my wife she works at Walmart she's a manager in a department somewhere um, you don't know which you one know, <laughs> you don't know which one uh, but they have they have four you scans on the right side of the store mm -hmm. and like eight on the other. And there is these giant fucking lines that wrap around half of the fucking store because these are the only point of sales that they have. They'll have maybe one person on another fucking aisle yep. because somebody wants fucking cigarettes, but they've got 24 aisles. Yeah. And none of them are fucking, none Never. of them are fucking man. Never. I, I, used to, I used to work at Walmart. I used to work in electronics and bakery. And I, on, yeah. on Sundays, we would be overstaffed because, well, purposely overstaffed because Sundays were busy days at our Walmart mm -hmm. where I was from. And whenever it was downtime and it wasn't so busy, they'd be like, hey, we need people to go up front and check out people. And I was like, well, I fucking wish they did that. Well, yeah, they would call us up there and I, I would check out two people and be like, oh, no one's in my line. So I'm leaving. Click. Turn that light off. <laughs> I hated checking it's people so out fucking annoying absolutely infuriating like you have all the just make them all you scans yeah you have you have fucking uh asset protection watching everybody yeah they've got the super high-tech fucking cameras because walmart couldn't afford that shit fucking you don't even have to chase the guy out they'll call the police see what fucking car you got into they legally can't chase you their, out well i mean they don't Yes, they can't legally chase you out, but even if you're gone, they're going to call the cops. They have cameras. In I the mean, if anything, you'll get banned from there and you can't go to that Walmart again. No, they'll fucking press charges on your motherfucking ass. Yeah. Shit's crazy, but fuck. I don't even. Oh, the, the part I was going to bitch about is I can't even go to my wife because my wife is fucking shrewd as hell. A, she can't ring me up, and B, she's just like, yeah, I'm not, you can't ring up without using your discount card anyway, and I can't fucking ring you up for that shit, so get the fuck back in line, bitch. So that I'm cuts like, down one of your lanes you can go in. Okay, yeah, sure, because I used to be able to go to her, but that was back when we weren't married and I didn't have a fucking discount card. And yeah. now I have to use my fucking discount card. I'm just like, look, time is of the essence, just let me go, and she's like, no. Because that shit was like $7 that I can use. That shit is, because they will look at that and be like, huh. This is shady, and they'll fire her fucking ass in a heartbeat. Walmart don't yep. give a shit. But the good thing is she can reapply in five years. Because even if you get fired from Walmart, you can reapply in five years. 
Six months. Oh, shit. Is it six months now? It is six months. And certain things, it's even less. That is fucking stupid. Yep. Well, I was trying to think of a good segue for this one, but. We have none. Sony has hit the 100 million <laughs> console mark. <laughs> uh, the PS4 has sold 100 million copies. In Ooh. yeah, five years, seven months, which is which is two months less than when the Wii hit it. Yep. So good on them. I mean, I don't know what else. And I don't know what else people want us to say on that. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> if you want us to go into it, like, uh, yeah, we could break down the numbers and shit like that. Just be. Pre- they're in third place. Yeah, I think I think that they're in. On, be prepared that uh, the PS4 sales are going to start slowing down. Even though the shareholders have said that too, because they're getting ready for the PS5, which should arrive in fall of 2020, and it's going to have backwards compatibility with the PS4 and all that. Uh, I have decided tangent since we're talking about PlayStation 4. I'm going to install an SSD into mine for Monster Hunter Iceborne. Okay. Because it doesn't really affect online that much, but for the offline, it saves like. 10 you know how bad those loading screens can be when you go on a quest like yeah it takes 15 to 20 seconds to load i think it takes like about five to seven seconds on an ssd yeah so that's oh it's way. about to overtake the fucking Wii. yeah like it's about to be number one well no it's, it's right now it's sitting at number four what's the number but one the difference uh playstation 2 they probably won't now nah, yeah playstation that 2 that that get that went on for 12 years before they stopped production Yep. Yep. That's crazy. No. So the te- the tier list the the order <laughs> is PlayStation Two, uh, with 155 million sold, or Damn. over 155 million sold. PlayStation with 102.49 million. The Wii with 101.63 million, and then finally the PlayStation Four with 100 million. That's pretty good when your first three iterations of your system are in the top four. Top five. Top five. Yeah. What's the, I don't know. What's the actually? Fifth one. No, no, no. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, their top five is is PS2, mm-hmm. PlayStation, Wii, PS4, PS3. So all of their iterations, besides the Vita and the PSP, are up there. Well, this is just home consoles. Still um, though, man. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. All right. So uh, Sony's got money. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this is a big one. This is a big, big one. Uh, I was yeah, not. But how much do we give a shit? <sighs> you know, I didn't think I gave a shit at first, but now I'm realizing how big of an impact this actually is going to be. Uh, you would have more. Yeah. So on, on uh, let me see, on August 1st. So that was Wednesday. Ninja, uh, a.k.a. Tyler Blevins. I didn't know that was his actual name until this week. Uh, Fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Wenzel. <laughs> We both had the same middle name, too, so I can't make fun of that. Uh, Anyway, uh, Ninja has uh, announced that he will exclusively be streaming on Mixer. And Twitch took away that sub icon and that sub status within the hour of the announcement. Yep. So this is a very, very, very big deal. Uh, If you want to check it out on Ninja's... Like I said, I've said in the past, I personally don't like Ninja. He might be an okay guy. I just don't like him. That's me. Uh, but you can go check him out on uh, his Twitter page. He has a faux a- announcement video. Uh, I'll yeah, he sets up this shitty mock panel to announce. He he is playing every character in the panel. He's playing the old guy. He's playing the woman. He's playing everything. Yeah, I didn't catch on to that. I, that that's because I've listened to it, not 
not watch it because I just can't look. I've at got it. it playing right now for clips and shit, but I don't have it with audio. But yeah, uh, this is a big fucking deal actually because he has been Twitch's poster boy for what five years? I guess. Yeah, five years. He has fifteen point at at the time before he left Twitch, he had fifteen point one million followers, which is more than double the person that's in second place, which is Shroud, at six point seven million. Which, congratulations to Shroud, he's the number one streamer on Twitch now. <laughs> so, but uh, a little bit of the semantics behind it. Uh, throughout the entire announcement video, uh, Ninja is just like, I'm getting back to my roots. I don't know what, what the, the fuck does that I mean? I don't know what the fuck that means because I just looked before this recording. I went to his uh, Mixer page and he is streaming Fortnite at Lollapalooza. That's his roots. I guess that's his roots. Wait, wait, Lollapalooza's still a thing? Lollapalooza's still a thing, and he's got people watching him at Lollapalooza. Like, let's we're gonna break down some of the some of the some of the numbers right here. So let's just if we take into effect, I think at one point uh, Ninja had announced that he was making five hundred thousand dollars a month streaming. A lot of that money was coming directly from Twitch on top of his subscriptions and his donations and all that stuff. He was making You said five thousand dollars a month? Five hundred thousand. Oh. Half a million oh, that's, a that's, month. That's a big number. Yes. That's a big ass number. Let, and not taking into the fact that uh Apex Legends paid him one million dollars to stream Apex Legends. Also yeah. the Times Square thing where he was paid a million dollars to bring in the new year at Times Square, uh I think it was this year. Or last year. Why? Dude, and to think he dropped all that just to go to Mixer. So let it's not getting Microsoft back to, had to pay him buco dollars. It is not about getting back to your roots. He can say that all he wants. This is about money. Which, on the other hand, too, it might be a smart idea because he let's I think uh he, Ninja is twenty eight years old. He is actually very old in the competitive gaming scene. Uh, so we're also mm-hmm. seeing a lot of younger players. I mean, the 16, I can't remember. I think it's Bugda. He's a 16 year old player that just got first in uh, a Fortnite tournament and yep. $3 million. Also Ninja did not qualify for the Fortnite world championship. So yep. maybe he's just going to mixer. So maybe he's not going to be, I mean, let's be honest. He's set for life. Yeah. Like with the money he's he got, he doesn't give Twitch, a shit. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. Uh, Again, too, like if you go and look on Mixer's front page, he is permanently on that front page right now. So he's always on Mixer's front page. And also right now, I believe. So let's just say I think I saw a number, which I think the number is actually fake. But I heard he got anywhere from five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for a sign on bonus to just come over to Mixer. Uh, I That sounds low. The problem is no numbers have been officially announced yet. These are just yeah. hearsay numbers. Uh, but also too, this month you can go to Mixer and subscribe to him for free. Wow. Yeah. And I think already he has like half a million fo- or a quarter of a million followers just within the first couple weeks. I went, I, this even made me, I went out and checked out Mixer. Mixer looks pretty fun. Mixer has a lot of, uh, like it has built in features to where if you watch a stream long enough, you start to build up currency and that's what lets you use. Like it's not, it's not like actual currency where you can buy shit. It's currency you, mm-hmm. that you use to use like special emotes and stuff like that. And, uh, it's, it's, but I mean like that's the entire like point with Twitch. Like you subscribe 
to get emotes of your yeah like, but i think in, in mixer too you still have that option when you subscribe you get emotes that way but these are just little things that people that maybe can't subscribe i've seen some people that just don't have enough money that they can't yeah subscribe. they don't have the money but they can go ahead and build up that virtual currency yeah and i've seen and a lot of and, and i've seen a lot of streamers i mean the eric's gaming crew does that with their end uh end game store like if you watch anyone affiliated with like paradise city or anything like that you gain a currency that you can actually this is different you can use that end game coin or end coined currency in their actual store and buy shit that's really fucking cool because i mean this is season three so almost everything's gone because this season's about to end but there's someone i mean a switch a playstation 4 and xbox one uh, Xbox One Elite controllers, tons of plushies, Nintendoroid controllers, video games. Like, there's shit in there at every tier that you can just, just by watching them. That's actually really cool. It's super fucking cool. But uh, this is a big deal, too, because now this creates competition. Like, mm -hmm. legit competition. Because right now, I believe Mixer accounted for 23% of uh, viewership of people watching streamers. While Twitch... It was that high? Yes, while Twitch controlled about 72%. So all the hours watched when it came to streaming was 23 on Mixer, somewhere around there, and then about 73 on uh, on Twitch. Nobody, like there wasn't metrics for YouTube or Facebook? I mean, that's what the other less than 10% was probably in. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I've also seen a lot of people from Mixer be like, we don't want him, keep him over on Twitch. And all that stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe this is... So, let's be honest. And I've said it before. And I might catch some flack for this for people that are listening. But I am a, I will accept the consequences that are going to come with this. It is hard as a male to stream on Twitch. It just is. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, that's... I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it a lot of times. And to be... And if you want to be honest, too. If, uh, if someone's watching me only for my gender, I don't want them watching me anyway. So that's just kind of my thing. But uh, maybe, I mean, we've seen it too, like situations where I can't remember that streamer's name, but I believe Rich, uh, Rich from Review Tech USA did a video. The one that threw her cat. Uh, yeah. I mean, the cat thing wasn't that big of a deal because cats have been reported like they can fall from like five stories and still land on their feet and shit like that. But she also got in trouble like for giving her cat a vodka kiss. Where, yeah, I think you know what a vodka kiss is. Like, that's yeah. that's endangering in an animal. And she just basically got a slap on the wrist. But I can tell you right now, if a dude did that, he'd be banned for a certain amount of time. I have no equivalence. I, my thing is, that. I just don't, I don't want favoritism either way. I want it equal to be equal across mm -hmm. the entire board. But when you see some people that like they're just they get a slap on the wrist and then if somebody did the exact same thing, they're permabanned or something like that. Yeah. It's just not fair. I'm not as involved with the whole streaming thing to see, you know, the favoritism go to one side to the other. I'm just going to have to take your word for it. Um, I saw it from the beginning. and I was But I mean, like you, you, you see that shit on YouTube. You, you've seen that shit on YouTube yeah. before. So I mean, we even saw it with like Be Belle it. Delphine, all that stuff, too. Like, I can tell you right now, if that was a dude trying to sell his bath water, there'd have been some problems. I don't I don't know if I believe that. I believe there. I think I think it would be different. I believe there probably wouldn't have been as much sold. So. If the guys from BTS, which is like this huge Korean pop band, 
said, I'm going to sell my bathwater, I would put money down yeah. and shit would sell out. Yeah. I think it comes down to the individual. K-pop groups are weird, though, like their followers. They're not weird. Let me rephrase that. They're not weird, but they have a very dedicated following group. Let's say that. But, I mean, like, even, even if we look back to the boy bands of the 90s, if they were to turn around and do that shit, I'd, I'd definitely see stupid young girls going out and buying that shit out. Yeah, you're I don't, right. I don't think it's necessarily a, a gender thing. I think that it is a culture thing, and I think that it is a, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, a mental health thing because <laughs> yeah. no sane person is going to go out and buy that shit. Yeah. So. I don't, I, there is, and not just only the gender stuff too, there are other things on Twitch that Twitch just doesn't, I don't want to talk ill on them because I am an affiliate with them and I hope to be a partner one day, but there are just with anything, there are things that need to be fixed. Okay. It's just like with YouTube's algorithm and stuff like that. Like the algorithm yeah. should not be ran by an automated system. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to talk about on my week too. Uh, I was trying with the multi-stream and this is how I was dabbling in mixer and H2O actually came into the mixer stream and was talking to me and we found out that as an affiliate, you actually cannot do multi-streaming like that at the same time. You have to. Wow. Yeah. If you're an affiliate or a partner, I don't even know with partner, but with affiliate, you can stream, but you cannot stream the same broadcast to two platforms at the same time. You can upload a VOD or you can stream a separate broadcast onto the other streaming service, but you cannot multi-stream like that. So I will not be doing that. I will be sticking with Twitch. But uh, Mixer has some cool things. Like, it's not too bad. I set up an account and checked it out. Uh, I won't be going with it. I still like Twitch where I'm at right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there was something else I was thinking about earlier. I forgot to bring it up, but... Yeah, like we'll see how it goes. Like, I mean, this is a situation where time is is going to be time has to tell what's going to go on with this. So, well, in other great news, the Strokes is at Lollapalooza. So, if you want to see a good show, go. Ooh, the, the Strokes, Strokes, really nice. Yep, and Slash, Slash is there too. Uh, cool, the Strokes. So- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you don't like Guns N' Roses? Oh no, Guns N' Roses is great. I'm just not. You don't like Slash? I, he's a good guitar player, but I'm just like, I've never been like, I got to see the new Slash album or I got to listen to the new Slash. I like the Slash album's really fucking good. Slash and Miles Kennedy. Maybe I need to check so it out. Definitely go check that out. Yeah. Definitely go check that shit out. But anyway, moving on. Right. Um, so I, I saw this on a surface level and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Nintendo is going to replace Fire Emblem voice actor uh, Chris Neosi um, from Fire Emblem Three Houses. He's already been removed from Fire Emblem Heroes. Mm-hmm. He is the voice of Male Byleth. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, cool. They're doing the same thing that Sega did with Pierre Taki mm-hmm. from uh, Judgment, the the Yakuza spinoff. I'm like, all right, fine. This is this is a new thing that you're doing. Uh, and a little bit about Chris Neosi. He is a voice acting veteran, or I mean, it looks like it. He's been in games and anime such as Mob Psycho 100, uh, OK Go, no, oh, Octopath Traveler. Oh, OK KO. OK KO. That's OK what Go is a musical band. <laughs> OK, whatever. Um, he's been in Pokemon. He's been in Sailor Moon. Which, by the way, Nintendo... not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but OK KO has a an episode that came out today that has Sonic and Tails in it. And I'm not watching it. Yeah, like what it is. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> All right, podcast is over. But no, it's really cool because like, because I guess OK 
okay ko is like some kind of like video game kind of cartoon and stuff like that I don't, i've never watched no, it no okay ko was was all about like superheroes and shit like that sonic and tails show like, up and they teach like the main character he's like i don't understand how you guys do that spin dash thing so he, they teach him how to spin dash and there's a bunch of sonic references and stuff like that and i think it aired today i remember seeing like on twitter mm-hmm. and that when he's Getting ready to introduce Sonic, he was doing some of the poses from Sonic Adventure, yeah, and the yeah, classic yeah. Sonic. Uh, I thought that shit was cool. But back to yeah, back to this, back to this fucking, scumfuck. Yeah, fuck bag. Uh, well, Nintendo released the following statement: After assessing the situation, we decided to re-record the characters' voiceovers in Fire Emblem Three Houses and Fire Emblem Heroes with another voice actor. The new voiceovers will be included in a future path patch. Um, I can tell you right now that it hasn't been done yet. Okay. The articles on here don't really go into a whole lot of detail. They just say, oh, yeah, there's there's certain allegations like, okay, is it sexual? Is it emotional? And in Gadget and Kotaku just kind of gloss over it. Uh, Neo C has come out with an apology on Tumblr uh, after his most recent ex-girlfriend called him out for emotional abuse, stating that he was sorry for horribly mistreating and abusing friends, colleagues, and even his significant others. Um, yep. Well, I went to go look for that um, Tumblr post. Yeah, the the um, the Chris and Corey here, the pinnacles of news articles. We went digging, or Chris specifically went digging, <laughs> and we found some I fucked was, up shit. <laughs> I, I was I was legitimately interested, and in, you know this ind- individual. It's Master Mode Zero Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And it says Chris Chris Kerbifer, or however Kerbifer, you want to say that. Yeah, is an emotionally abusive asshole. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but the the allegations. It's a good read, though. It's a good long read. Uh, Involves anger management issues, emotionally manipulative, groping, uh, trust involving other SOs where he would go behind his girlfriend's back and start messing around. Now, one, two, I'm going to say the anger management, the emotionally manipulative shit, the, the, the trust issues. Those are, to me, surface level issues. You can argue with me all that you want. You can say that I'm wrong. Um, you probably have a point. I mean, but to me, I think that those are just grounds of breaking up with somebody, not ruining their career. And, and then they go further and it's just like, yeah, there's a sexual assault here where he tried to rape her while she was sleeping. There's forced isolation. There, there was one being, where she was super drunk and he tried to, he saw it as an opportunity yeah, yeah, groping, physically abusive. So I'm mean, like, okay, yeah, now I see um, why Nintendo made the moves that they did. Because we're now in an age where um, your your voice actors or your personalities are celebrity-like. Um, are, are celebrity-like, and they are a representation of your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand... Nintendo's stance on changing that to be quite honest um there are crimes that are committed here call me a hypocrite but I don't necessarily agree with removing Pierre Taki from judgment over some fucking nose candy but that's 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 a cultural thing but whatever yeah that's Um, that's stricter culture over there (laughs) yeah but then you start looking into and there's this there's this person called uh Amethyst Lashik I remember this chick from way back in the day. I used to read a comic called um, That's My Sonic. It was on a website called Fireball 20XL. It was a 
a conglomerate of different web comics and authors and shit like that. And she was one of them. I forget what what was the name of the comic that she did, but she was heavily involved with the blow up that was uh, Brian Saigai Bobin with his pedophilia case, his his uh, sexual assault case. Um, that thing just exploded and yet here she is again because she's in the middle of another fucking uh blow up and i thought that that was kind of funny a little interesting that she's been that in two pretty much that she's been in two already and everything she touches just like self-destructs i'm, I'm kind of like just like why do you have these friends why do you have these shitty ass friends to begin with dude cut that but, toxicity out of your life you don't need it exactly but all in all, the guy tried to apologize. It was it was really there's a Tumblr post here again for his fucking apology. It's really surface level, not really um, admitting too much of anything. It was it was very like the dude wrote like fifteen hundred words and didn't say anything. He he did it because. The, he got caught. he got caught he got he if he if this would have come out before all these allegations like he's just like hey I'm a shitty person and I gotta apologize I'd be like this apology might hold a little bit more weight but this is just this is just a response to the other ones like mm-hmm. that's why you're saying it like he from what I was reading too he's a spoiled brat is what he is yeah yeah like this is like some fucking trust fund kid his parents had like a flat in New York City that he didn't fucking pay for. He didn't really have a real job. And then when he would be, like, invited to these voice actor guild bullshits, he would just start talking shit on all the newer content creators to the point where the old guard got sick of his shit and would throw yeah, him out. Yeah, to the point where he was actually actively uh, destroying careers and professions. Yeah. Like, you don't do that. That's just being a shitty person. Yeah, so this this guy is just a scum fuck. He's the scum fuck of the week. Yep. Like I don't I don't know what to fucking I don't know what to fucking say. Yep. Fuck this guy. Yep. Uh, so the next one we got is this is one that I wanted to add in because we caught it pretty later in the week. Uh, mm-hmm. we got GameStop lays off dozens of regional managers as it searches for a future. Uh, basically the TLDR on this one is at GameStop has laid off fifty of its regional and uh, district managers to help with a quote unquote restructuring of the company. Uh, it's not restructuring. It's, they just didn't want to pay those people. We need to save money somewhere. Let's cut them. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it just, the article itself goes more into what the, what GameStop is trying to do. We've talked about it before. They're trying to make some stores strictly retro, some stores to appeal more to esports. I would appear, I would probably see that the esports one would probably be more on the east and the west coast, where the highest concentrations of esports communities would be, uh, while the Midwest and the and the middle of the country would be more like retro and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know, man. It goes more into, uh, I think at one point back in November, I think the stock for GameStop was down to like $12 and something. And they said that was circling the drain. Well, the stock is. That was last year. Yeah. That was like earlier this year. And now it's down to like three, five or no, three No, it's 375 around that era. That's insane. GameStop's going down, man. And like, it's not good yeah. when they start laying off regional managers and stuff. And like it, that it wasn't just regional managers. They have HR folks and mm-hmm. loss prevention. Yep. Uh, many are believing that the affected 
employees were high paying positions like district leaders responsible for coordinating with several stores in their respective districts. And the results of this layoff has caused most regions and districts to become quite massive and overpopulated. District leaders that are remaining are now required to be responsible for over 20 individual stores when they were used to be responsible for less than 15. Like, I've never been a district manager, but I've, I've, I've worked as an assistant manager to a store. And I know how hard some of these motherfuckers work because they're constantly traveling from store to store to store to store. And it was already hard enough work for our one guy to manage seven stores between um, Metropolitan New York, mm -hmm. which was Manhattan, uh, which was Times Times Square, um, the fucking oh, I forget the goddamn name of it, Madison Square Garden, not Madison Square Garden, um, just wherever the fucking subways are at, Grand Central Station, and then he's got like another location out there, and then he's got. Huntington, uh, and then three other places on the fucking island. And that was already difficult enough. I can't imagine 20. managing 20 plus stores and trying to fix and like, wanting the same the quality, children. the quality, same quality of work. Like, yeah, that that's not going to fucking work out that well. I don't see this ending well for GameStop. This is just, you're just bleeding out now. Like you're, you think you're that you're going to save out money. If you're, if you're firing 50 people. Let's say that they make, you know, district managers make pretty decent money. Anywhere mm -hmm. between they make 80,000. Six figures. Well, I mean, on the low end, maybe 80,000. On the high end, we'll say that they're making about 150, 160. Sounds about right. I mean, you're only laying off 50 of them. That's like what? Maybe. Five million dollars? Yeah. Maybe. Well, if you're laying, yeah, that's about five million. That's not going to save your company. No. No. It's. I don't know. This, and this isn't the first set of uh, layoffs that they've had. Earlier this year, GameStop laid off a dozen employees that were in charge for the marketing of the Think Geek brand mm -hmm. that they bought back in, I think, 2015. So, I mean, it's it's one it's one blow after another. I Every week we keep going around the know. drain, and there's going to be one week where we yeah, finally, we finally fall the, in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for liquidation to come. Dude, liquid, I'm hitting up so many GameStops. I know that sounds really bad, but... I'll hit up stuff. I w would probably hit up more for like, stru not not structural stuff, but like, uh, shelving or like promotional displays and shit like that. So, knowing GameStop, they're just gonna trash it oh, yeah. and dermo it. All that shit. They're just gonna get rid of it. What I can see GameStop possibly doing when they go to liquidate it is not hold like major sales. I can see them like pushing everything on Amazon, and then. Yeah, getting it off that way. That that Clearing out the would stores. make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, but it's unfortunate. It is. It sucks, but it's the way of the world in the digital world. Yeah, it's not only just digital. They've had some shitty things that happened too. I think uh, back in 2013, they tried to create. What was it that they tried to create? It was something. Uh, I forget what it was. Like they weren't in debt, but then they put all of their ducks in a bat basket i guess is that how you say that but they they try to diversify their portfolio that's the yeah. way that white people talk when they talk <laughs> about trying to make money and when they did that that actually portfolio. started putting them in debt because yeah I, I don't remember the actual 
moment that it came. They 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 made an acquisition of some kind. Oh, um, the phones. That's they started right. Trying they try they made a partnership with AT and T. That's right. And they tried selling these fucking cell phones, yep. and it just was a money pit. They spent more money that's trying what, to fix that's, that issue. That's where I believe it started. Yeah. So, well, now on to some good, fun-ass news. Yeah. What's going on this weekend, Chris? Uh, Evo. Evil 2019. If people, for people that don't know what Evo is, what is it? Uh, probably the biggest. It's the biggest fighting game fighting tournament game in the world. Tournament. I mean, people will argue, but I'm perfectly fine saying that it is. Evo is one of the is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, fighting game tournament. Yep. Evo period. Evo 2019 takes place in Las Vegas, New or New New York. Uh, New York. Sorry, Las Vegas, New yeah, York. Yeah, Las right? Vegas, New York. It takes place in Las Vegas. Uh, it consists of eight prime games, which include Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, Tekken 7, Samurai Showdown, Mortal Kombat 11, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, or Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm, I always say it wrong. Undernight Inbirth, uh, that's one of your anime beat 'em ups or anime fighter games. Soul Calibur 6 and Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. I mean, it's it's been pretty interesting. The the two biggest fights that have gone down, or I should say, like the fight of the tournament, the match of the tournament. Was coming out of Dragon Ball Fighter Z, of course, where Goichi took on Sonic Fox, which I think he was defending champion. Uh, Son- Sonic year, Fox, Goichi- yes, yeah, Sonic Fox yeah, is defending. Sonic, Sonic Fox was the defending champion, and Goichi last year made it to the finals, took on Sonic, barely Fox. lost, unfortunately, barely lost. He was so fucking close, and this year, like you could see the little gif. Yeah, I got it pulled up. He's breaking down, crying. After finally defeating Sonic, and that is that's some wholesome like or sportsmanship right there. Although I will say Sonic Fox has been sometimes a little shitty when it comes to the sportsmanship. He can be a very divisive individual. He can be a very like I'm the best player. Look at my dick because he is the best player. I mean, he was the best player in. He's like a five six time Evo winner. Yeah, in like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Injustice. That's where he started. Uh, DBFZ. Yep. Yeah, he started with Injustice and went on to Mortal Kombat X, then went on to DBFZ. And now, and just now, now, Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. It's, he is, I don't know how old he is. I think he's only like 22, 23 years yeah, old. We're, to, we're He's de- got like another. We're definitely older than he's him. He's got like, yeah, he's got like another three years of just fucking dominating. Oh, yeah. But this is this is great. Like Koi, like Goichi just breaks down in this, and he like looks right to Sonic Fox, and they just hug and all that stuff. And yeah, that 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 really sums up what Evo should be about. Like that right there, the mm-hmm. com- camaraderie. Uh, there are some people that just can't handle defeats and stuff like that, so they go a little crazy. I saw I was watching Smash last night for the entry into the top eight. I saw more than one person break down in tears from yeah. either winning or losing. So it's mm-hmm. a big fucking deal. Like this is these are the best of the best. This isn't just a local meetup. This isn't even a state meetup. This isn't even a regional meetup. This is a world meetup. You have people from all over the country coming to compete in these games to show that they are truly the best at these games. And so far, we will go into currently right now as of this recording, which doesn't really matter when the game when it comes out, but you'll know the standings right now. Super Smash Bros Ultimate uh, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition and Tekken Seven are still in progress, so we do not know the final turnouts of those. 
But Street Fighter Five is almost over. Street Fighter Five is almost over. Uh, yeah, they're in their their grand finals right now. Who? Uh, Bo Chan versus Big Bird. The two people that I was just like, oh, I know those. Right. <laughs> Uh, for Samurai Showdown, Infiltration took first place. Mortal Kombat 11, uh, uh, Sonic Fox from uh, Team Echo Fox took first place. Uh, Goichi from CAG, I'm sorry, I don't know what that one is, took place in Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, Clear Lamp took Undernight in Birth. Utoto took Soul Calibur 6. And Sh- uh, Shinku took Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. So. Yep. I personally will never be able. I feel like I will never be able to com- compete on these levels. These guys are just amazing, but I really want to go to Evo one day just to chill, hang out, watch. Because when you see some of these finals, man, they go insane. So yeah. it's also really uh, this is is this one of the first years without Marvel three, or was Marvel three not there last year? Marvel three wasn't there last it year. Wasn't. DBFC took that spot. DBFC. Okay, I I, I yep. agree with that. I one hundred percent agree yeah. with that. Uh, and then fucking Undernight in Birth, like they had to sacrifice Guilty Gear so that Undernight uh, in Birth can come that in sucks, but... to kill to kill S- Smash Melee, which was the right choice. Yeah, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Smash Bros. Ultimate hasn't even been out a full year yet, and the hype and community around this game, like I believe, I have probably done it in the past too. Smash players get a rough, they get a pretty rough. Uh, beat of it sometimes either one yeah one either their game being told it's not an actual fighting game or two smash players just i've heard smash players smell bad i'm not going to put any input on that that's any there's a lot of memes that come along with the the territory but i can just say a lot of the nintendo stuff when a new character gets revealed i've even seen it with uh with uh banjo like i still get hyped for that shit so yeah (laughs) So, I don't know. Evo is a great thing. I hope to attend it at one point. Uh, let me see. There was an article that I had sent that it was just showing a bunch of stuff that was going on in Evo. But, yeah, Evo's great. Uh, a lot of names that you wouldn't normally see up on these. You don't, you're not seeing uh, Justin Wong. I believe he took third in Samurai Showdown. I think he's probably still in. He was in Samurai Showdown, I but I didn't see him he's in not, the top eight for SFI. Yeah, so like you're getting a lot of like of the older OG crews. Like You're not seeing your Filipino champs because, I mean, Marvel 3 is not around. You don't see your Chris G's. You're, you're seeing new people. You're seeing the next mm-hmm. iteration of these fighters coming out. And these guys put I've seen these guys put in hours upon hours. I mean, when they're not working, like they're some of these guys just work an eight to five job or working in restaurants and then they come home and they just study. They're just playing nonstop. So kudos to anyone that has the fortitude to do that and has the passion to do that. So But yeah, I think that's it for our news, unless you had anything else you want to talk about on there. No, that's that's it. So right. that should sick. Cool. All right, we got a couple questions, right? We do. I'm pulling that shit up right now. Ooh, if you don't have them, I've got them pulled up. No, it's all good. So first question, uh, H2O Happy Dude, do you honestly think that there is a claim to the PC Master Race anymore? Did you think there was one to begin with, and why? This is technically two questions. So do you want to take this yeah. one first? Yeah, sure. Um. I still think that there's a claim to the PC Master Race. There, the, there's a claim. I don't feel like it's so strong anymore, but there is a claim. It is not as strong as it used to be, but there is definitely a claim. Because I remember it. when it used to be consoles. Hardcore. Yeah, consoles that like back in the day where it's like PS2, PS3 timeframe, and Crisis came out. That was the benchmark. Can it play Crisis and can it play Crisis at like 60 yep. frames a second? Yep. 
um, that game still, like, you could say Crisis was rivaling late PS3, early PS4 stuff and still looking better. Yeah. <laughs> and Crisis came out, like, what, 2005? Yeah. Somewhere around there. I mean, that game was used to test PC specs and to test graphics cards. Yeah. yeah. 2007. 2007. That's when it came out. So I definitely think that the term PC Master Race still matters because the graphics cards that are coming out for the PC, the high-end stuff is still leaps and bounds over what we are seeing with the PS4 and Xbox One and also what we are being previewed or, you know, the benchmarks that are being shown for the PS5. Yeah. And there's a huge jump with the the PS5 mm -hmm. and the PS4. You also see a lot of it right now, especially in Monster Hunter, because that's the kind of game where, one, it comes out on console first, and then it comes out on mm -hmm. PC. And I can tell you right now, there are tons of people that play on console. And the reason we play on console is because it comes out first. We don't play it because we want to. We would prefer to play the PC version because of faster loading times, uh, mods that can be in, uh, downloaded that are just help with quality of life changes like there's many times where i was playing on the place i've been playing on pc a lot and i went over and played on pc uh playstation 4 when i was uh, on paradise central stream and there were a lot of things that i missed on the ground because i'm used to the the fishing pole god light that comes that i have i have that mod on my pc version so i can see things on the ground mm -hmm. easier so I was just like, oh, shit, and loading times that, too. You see that a lot in Monster Hunter, and I think that's the whole reason. It might be one of the reasons why they still don't release both of the iterations of the game or the updates at the same time I'm all on across the entire thing because I really feel like they would feel like a lot of people would just go to the PC version. Yeah. It looks better, runs faster, and all that. So, yeah, I still believe that the PC raster maze or past blah, 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 blah. Raster Mace? Raster Mace. No, that's what it is. The PC Raster Mace. <laughs> there, uh, there is still a claim to it. It's not as strong as it used to be. And did you think there was one to begin with? And of course there was one to begin with. Of course there was. Like in the very beginning, of course there was a PC. There was always a PC Master Race. Like I used to be a console boy until I got a PC. And I was like, oh, this is just better. <laughs> but then ex exclusives came out. I think like the one that really turned it around for me was Bloodborne. That's that's what the big thing for me has always been. It's like, yes, I acknowledge that PCs are factually uh, better, crisper, operate better. You can do more things with it. They lack in the exclusives that I want. Yep. I, I grew up being a platformer baby and a fucking RPG baby. That's right. And I grew up on the Japanese stuff, not the American stuff. If I was a, if I was a fan of the American stuff, I would definitely or the Western stuff, I would probably definitely be more of a PC kid. But because I grew up on like Final Fantasy and yep, I did uh, too. Secret of Mana and fucking Mario uh, games, just Quest. even Mario games too. Like you could... yeah, even even the Mario game. That that's the reason why. And like you can make the argument as like, well, you can do emulation. I'm like yeah, but I didn't discover that until much later. Yeah, I was like early twenties maybe. And when you're talking about emulation for current-gen consoles, it's very difficult to have that accessibility, uh, having an emulator that was playing PS3 games, mm -hmm. having an emulator playing PS2 games at that time. You know what I yeah. mean? So, 
All right, so we got a next one from our buddy Scotty Moe Fauchot over at Megavisions. He says, what game slash movie slash TV show slash whatever that everyone else seems to dislike, but you will die on a hill for? Um, so when, it co- when, when we talk about like these different venues and media, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split it up a little bit. My guilty pleasure, and this is one that he didn't ask for, music my guilty pleasure band lamb of god yeah you've expressed how you love that band and and they're they're not good they're not like i'll admit that they're not good um game i've actually got one for everything that he listed okay so movie the only one that really is popping in my mind right now is just star wars a solo story and like I still think that the movie is is decent. I still think the movie is is fairly good. I can understand the critiques that people had for it. I get what uh, fucking Jason mm-hmm. from uh, Jace, Jason Sipes was saying about it. I get it, um, but I still don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, games. I can't really think of a game because I'm really really stringent when it comes to my games. Like I, I just shit talk it, so I can't think of a <laughs> bad game. Maybe because I talk shit about it all the time, Legend of Dragoon, but everyone loves that game, so I just okay, yeah, sure. No, not everyone loves it. I know some that don't. <laughs> My buddy from California is just like when I was streaming, he was just like, "You love this game still?" <laughs> it's like he's like, "You love it?" How I was like, "Well, that's not the fault of the game. That's the fault of the emulation." He's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> So the game, the game I will, I, I'm going to talk about, I mean, I'll die on the, I'll die on the fucking hill for Snowboard Kids too. <laughs> I'll die on. But it's not a bad game. Uh, that, to us though, that it might not be a bad game. Uh, what's another, I mean, I can think of another game that I just love, but other people don't. Uh, I guess I should have researched it a little bit more, but because all the ones I'm like, oh, I love this game is I was about to say, are you, do do not grab that fucking pod racers game. <laughs> do not grab that fucking pod racers game. No, fuck off with that bullshit. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. I guess I would say Legend of Dragoon. I'll die on that hill. Like, there's a lot of people that don't think that game's good, but I'll still stick with it. Like, I love that game. Oh, I got one. South Park. The first one on N64. Yeah. yeah, I played the shit out of that game. The first person, that game's trash. That, that game's I'll terrible. Play the fuck out of that. But because your first weapon is just uh, snowballs, and then you can pee on them, and it does more damage. And then you can piss on yep. them. It's great. Uh, a TV show. I have two that I will die on the hill for. I will die on the hill for SWAT Cats. I don't care what anybody ever says. SWAT Cats is one of the best cartoons I've ever seen in my life. I love it. It only lasted two seasons. Uh, another show. There was a show called Reaper. I don't know if you've ever heard of this show. Uh, it had, I can't even think of any of the main characters in it. Just look it up. It's called Reaper. It was on CW when CW first started off. Uh, basically this kid turns 21, finds out that he died or his finds out that his dad sold his soul to the devil when he was younger. And now instead of going to hell, the devil wants him to be a reaper to go and reap these souls that have escaped out of hell. Uh, it's basically a horror of the week, like what's like who are we gonna go and reap this week? Uh, 
but it's got some underlying tones later down the road you find out that oh shit he didn't his dad didn't sell his soul to the devil he's the fucking devil's son so all this other shit yeah it's it's a kind of a guilty pleasure that i'll watch i have it on dvd and it's really good uh a movie uh i guess i'll just talk about i'll uh, i'll die on the hill of brain scan since we were talking about it today uh i was uh, just for a little insight for people listening to the podcast, I was on this week's episode of the Megavision Sideshow with uh, Megavision's Chris and what? The Room. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to die on that hill, too. <laughs> I love The Room. You unironically love The Room? Unironically love The Room. Tommy Wiseau is on Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding, either. He put a, twi- a tweet that says, I'm on. He goes, so this Mixer stuff or however he talks. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yes, yeah. Uh, we talked. We we talked about brain scan on the Megavision Sideshow podcast that will be coming out later this week as well. And uh, it's not a good horror movie. It's probably not even a really good movie overall. But I'll, I like it. It's good. So, if I actually th- sat here and thought about it real hardcore, I'd probably there's probably tons of shit that we could talk about on all these. But uh, maybe we'll revisit it next week. Yeah, we could follow up on it and all that stuff. So. But I think that's a good solid podcast. What do you think? That was pretty good. That wasn't I bad. Think we're good. All right, everyone. Uh, well, Chris, what do you got going on this week coming up? Um, I'm still writing for Fiction Sphere. I yeah. have a draft. I'm going to tune that up a little bit more. I need to. There's a new dem- demo for Fiction Sphere, right? Uh, it's the one that I got it off their Kickstarter. Okay, I have not pulled it off their Kickstarter, so I'm going to play that one tonight. I had some problems trying to play it. Like, my PC was like, wouldn't play it, and I finally had to give it permissions, but it finally popped up. Mm. Well, I'm going to work on Fiction Sphere, and later on this week, if we make some headway on that, I'm going to start working on some other shit. Okay. Uh, I will be... So I Go ahead, I'm sorry. Speak. Speaking of which, I just got a message from one of the people that I've been in contact with, uh, start working on some shit. Nice. Cool. Uh, I will be working on some more streams this week. Uh, I believe uh, my new stream schedule, I've gone down to Sunday, Tuesdays and Thursdays because I want to work more on these videos with Chris and I want to work on writing them, even though every time I sit down to do the fiction sphere, something I want to write, I just I sit down and my mind goes fucking blank. So hopefully I can work with you on this draft and maybe we can work on something like that. I'm really bad at like trying to pull shit out of thin air unless it's something that and I'm and I don't want people to take this the wrong way. Like fiction sphere is something that I really like, but it's something that I I need to have a longer history with that I can like talk like I could sit there and write a fucking ten page article about the thing or any older game or movie that I love. It's just it's hard. Sometimes I, you get writer's yep. block. It just you get zero motivation sometimes. So, uh, but we're working on streams tonight. Apparently, uh, maybe it won't take the entire stream, but we are going to do Snowboard Kids two tonight. So I can show Chris how how the game sh- not should be played, but I'll give you a little crash course on it. Uh, Thursday night we have that uh, we will be playing Sonic Fighters with Mega Visions, uh, Scotty Mo and TJ Kitsune. I'm going to work with Scotty to try and do a dual stream on that because I would like to, even though what sucks is like a lot of the people that watch my stream also watch Megavision, so I kind of don't want to pull viewership away from there, but we'll work on something. And just more Final Fantasy XIV this week too. I'm getting really hardcore into it. Uh, This next week, not next week coming up, but the week after, I will be in Austin, Texas. So I'm going to try, I've streamed from a hotel before. Uh, it wasn't the best, but I was able to do it, and I might just stream some Final Fantasy fourteen 
because I don't really have I'm, I'm not going to have all my consoles and stuff with me. I can't stream Cory Ketsu party, so we can't do that. <laughs> I can't wait for Pornhub to come out with their streaming service. I'll be the first one on it. I cannot fucking Dude, wait. I'll do it. I will make the big jump. Start the rumor I now. will jump from Switch to Pornhub. Get it in their heads. <laughs> I mean, there's some. You can just go and watch movies sometimes on Pornhub. Someone just uploaded like, yeah, just like, and not even porn movies. They're just like, hey, uploaded like Avengers two. <laughs> so you can just go and watch it. You're like, I watched this for two hours. I didn't see a dick or a titty. So I don't know. That's it is the most wholesome community. Oh yes, uh, that's all I got, man. All right, everybody, have a good week, and that's all. Like, yeah. Just have a good week and pay attention to your surroundings. Oh, <laughs> there was a reference there that I forgot. there was not. I just said it because I thought about it. So <laughs> I have one on my on my work Skype. It's uh, in a in a world full of idiots. Be a savant. So there you go. <laughs> what happens when you're the idiot savant? Well, you're fucked. So I don't know. <laughs> uh. Uh, oh, also, August, one quick thing. We will be having a, a contest coming out soon. I'm working on that this week. Yes. It will be for a yes. video game coming out later this month. So, yes. All right, now everyone have a good week. Take care. All right, go, go, away. go away. Be gone. Quick hat to party calls. <laughs> Need to beat my meat. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubburstpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description. 